Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some shows to discuss from whatever promotion we feel like discussing that week. We kick off the show each week talking about all the big news in the business. Most pro, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, this week is episode 56 and it's probably going to be a long one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, say, I'm feeling sorry for myself because I'm Same, fucking tired, I'm tired. but... But either way, I'm I'm still excited to talk about all these shows. Just uh, it's gonna be a long one, I think. I'm gonna do the usual roundup of all the wrestling we watched this past week, including NXT Takeover, Bloodsport <laughs> Three, other and a whole lot more. Whatever else we watched, I don't even remember. Um, but our main topics this week will be uh, New Japan's New Beginning in Hiroshima, Nights One and Two, Noah's Return to the Budokan, and DT's Kawasaki Strong. And uh, I'm not feeling super strong right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It's a holiday here in the States, and so we took advantage of that to go work out, like, literally, like, what, two hours, like, three hours ago, what something like it? that. So, like, 4.30, so yeah, is like, four hours ago. Yeah, and I'm feeling it, that's for fucking yeah. sure. Especially because my stupid ass is, that is my third day in a row straight of lifting. Usually mm-hmm. just do two days, but I was just like, fuck, it's a holiday, might as well fucking do it again. But, yeah, taking advantage of the gym this is really nice. Like, we mentioned it last week, because that was, like, when we first started going back. But yeah, it's really it's really nice to be able to go downstairs, like go and actually be in a gym, and have it to ourselves. That's a nice, really nice part because I, one of my things I hate most about the gym is when it's really crowded and you have to like fight over machines I hate and it, shit. Yeah. So, not looking forward to that once uh, everything opens oh, up. Oh, because it's for gonna sure. be even worse once shit kind of opens up. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah, I'm like the gyms and shit are already opening around here anyway. Uh, I think they're open in at least most places, unless, you know, there's some, like, exceptions. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know everyone's... Yeah. Yeah, say, I mean, people are going to them. Wouldn't be me. Like, literally, the only reason I'm going to this one is because it's literally a little room in our apartment. And it's just the two of us there every time. Yeah. If, it, if I would not be going foot, some foot in, like, an actual gym right now. No. But... Feeling good. Feeling tired. But let's power through this. Talk about some wrestling. Because got some good stuff to talk about, I think. Uh, kick off with the news here. Uh, Western news. Uh, we got the full bracket for the AEW uh, Women's Eliminator Tournament. Which starts tonight. Yeah, it starts tonight on YouTube. So, can't talk about it, what's going to happen yet, but it's the entire uh, first round of the Japanese side of the bracket. I'll go on that side first, since that's what's happening tonight. Mm. We got Yuka Sakazaki facing Mesa Ruga, And uh, Veni facing Emi Sakura. Uh, Maki Ito versus uh, Ryo Mizunami. And uh, Aja Kong versus Rin Katakura. For the uh, western side of the bracket, or the U.S. side of the bracket, it's uh, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa, which took place last week on Dynamite. Uh, Serena D versus Riho, which takes place this, this week one, yeah. on Dynamite. Uh, Ty Conti versus Nyla Rose. And uh, Burt Baker versus Anna Jay. Uh, one of these matches is not like the others. It sounds fucking god-awful. And it's Two fucking... of these matches are awful, in my um, opinion. But, but particularly Britt and yeah, Anna Jay that, sounds fucking that's, ass. That's the worst one. <laughs> but I think everything else, I mean, yeah, Ty Conti and Nyla, hopefully that's just a Sorry, squash, I think. I am not a, I'm not a Ty fan at all. I, I don't get it, but, I mean, I know why I'm not a fan, so I'll just, I'll shut up. But yeah, ho- hopefully that's just a squash and they move on, on uh, to the next round, but, too. yeah, everything else, though, I'm, I think Layla, well, we'll talk about it, but I think Layla and Thunder was decent. 
Yeah, I thought it was decent enough. They actually seemed like they got enough time. I don't actually know the time stamp for it, but they yeah. definitely got a good uh, little showcase there on the show. Yeah, Santorina and Riho this week will probably be pretty it good. It should be pretty good. It is going to be nice to see Riho again, because I, I haven't watched like any of her stardom stuff, really. Meh. And plus, she's been it's MIA okay. for like a month anyway. Yeah. But at least for what's happening this week, I guess we can do our predictions for uh, the Japanese side of the bracket real quick, at least round one. Uh, first one, like I said, uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus May. Yuka's winning that for sure. I say Yuka too, yeah. Just because she's a familiar face for AEW fans. I mm-hmm. mean, nothing against May. I love May too, but yeah. Uh, Venny versus Emmy. I can see it, it, it either one, way. Yeah, I was just saying, this one is conflicting because I can see either way. Personally, I'm going Vinny, but that's just because I'm a little biased. But I do, I, I'd like to see her get something here. Yeah, well, I think either way, whoever wins is going to lose to Yuka the next round. Pretty much. <laughs> so, personally, I'd rather have Venny win just so we can get Yuka and Venny in a singles match because yeah, that sounds fucking be, hot. That sounds fucking sick. Uh, I'm not saying Emmy and Yuka would be bad, but oh, for sure, yeah. Vinny and Yuka just sounds fucking awesome. We have uh, Maki Ito versus Ryo Mizunami. Maki. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm think, picking Ryo. Huh? I think Ryo's winning. I don't really know or care. Especially because I can't wait for when she does lose and Twitter gets mad because her fans are fucking weird, some of them. Some. Well, the majority of them, <laughs> <Some>. but Maki's <laughs> got an interesting fan base, she, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is go under one of her tweets with her picture whenever she posts pictures of herself, so yeah. And and that'll tell you enough. And I don't even think it's so much that her fans are going to be mad. It's because people that only know her from Twitter. Like, basically, yes. AEW fans that are flying in for this and love Maki just because of her Twitter. Pretty much. And they're going to be mad she goes out, like, the first round or even the second round, probably. She's either I've going second so or first. I've seen so many people say that she's going to win. I'm like... Y'all are stupid if you think mm, she's winning. You really haven't watched anyone else here, have you? Like, I know Maki's, good. I mean, Maki's definitely going to fly over to the U.S. eventually, I think. Oh, 100%. But not yet. And her whole her whole career is her losing, and she's gonna keep losing. So sorry, but I, that's I that's part of her charm is that she hardly ever wins, honestly. Yeah, because she tries so hard, and honestly, like I think we mentioned it before, like she's improved a whole fucking lot. I mean, go look at that Miu match from uh, January. That mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, next round, Aja Kong versus Rin Katakura. Yeah, that's easy, Aja. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Rin, but yeah. I guess we can go through the women's or the. Western side of the bracket, too. At least do the first round. We'll, we can talk about the second round once it happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, Layla and Thunder. Thunder already happened. Thunder already won, so I can't even predict yeah, that Yeah, we one. can't predict it. Uh, Riho's going to beat Serena. Yeah. Uh, Ty and Nyla. I think Nyla. Nyla. And then Britt and Anna. It's pretty easy, honestly. <laughs> I almost thought they could get away with doing Ty and Anna just because they have like that whole best friends thing going on with Dark Order and shit like that. But then I'm like, no, because the match would be actual ass. So never mind. Well, it's like uh, for like if they're gonna do any upsets in the first round on the Western side, it's one of those two matches. I think yeah, it, it's one of those two. I just don't know which one they want to go with. I don't think they'd have Brett lose. Yeah, because I think she's going to the finals. I'm gonna be honest. But I don't think she's winning. I'm gonna be. I'm I don't. Gonna go, I'm I don't gonna go think she upset. is. Uh, one of my friends pretty much convinced me uh, that Mizunami's gonna win. And they're gonna re- is that because of the whole? Never mind. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's gonna be Brit versus Brit in the finals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'd like to see Rio in the I finals don't instead. Think so. But I think it's Rio. I will see, I guess. But uh, yeah, like I said, that's gonna be on YouTube on uh, t- Monday night. So check it out. 
well tonight, but I was gonna say well depends on when you listen to it. You. <laughs> uh, but other AEW news: uh, Lee Johnson signed AEW, which I thought he had signed. Yeah, I thought already he was signed, but it's weird because it's like he joined the night. Yeah, joined the Nightmare Family, <laughs> but I guess that doesn't mean you're signed because uh, fucking uh, Bailey's fiance just joined the Nightmare Family too. Right, and then or the Nightmare Factory or whatever. I don't know one of the what two. Is fa- factory, yeah, I think. I don't know. He's involved with AEW whatever. now officially, there so that's nice for him. He got his first win, and then there you go. That him being signed reminded me that him and fucking Starks used to be a tag team on the Indies. I completely I forgot about that. that. Oh yeah, that me you knew that because uh, fuck. No, I don't remember this shit. They were on that one, one of the Wrestle Circus shows. I forgot the, the, oh my for, god, Wrestle Circus. No, forever. Oh my god, <laughs> what, what was that? Twenty eighteen. Oh god. I, I know they like exploded in twenty nineteen for good. They went away for a little bit, and then they were supposed to run like one show and then that didn't happen and then they just closed and then it's been quiet. It might have been twenty eighteen, I think it was. Something like that. Anyway. Oh my god. Oh fuck. Anyway, uh see Impact News, uh Dave Finley and Juice Robinson are gonna be appearing for Impact this week, so that's news. I turned off the Impact pay per view so we missed this and I woke up and was so confused. Oh they announced it on the show? Yeah. Oh okay. they must have showed it at the end. I was like, nah, I'm I'm done. So it's not just the forbidden door open it's they're working with everybody now. That bitch was which, kicked wide open. At the same time, it's not that surprising because New Japan and Impact have been working together for a while now. Chris Bay was literally in the Super Jacob. Yeah, so I'm like, it makes sense. I mean, TJP's been they, around too, but uh, he's well. he's not even really who I, I think about with Impact. Only he's he signed, I guess. But I think Chris he's Bay literally the ex division champion. That's yeah, not who you think of. <laughs> no, I just mean like um, I, I don't you. think of him as an Impact guy really. I think he's just he works wherever like everywhere. That's true. He does. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's interesting news. I'm curious to see how they. Uh, I don't what, know what, what they're, they're gonna, gonna do. do. Yeah. Probably do them versus Good Brothers. I can see that. <sighs> Since they can't uh, hold on to uh, New Japan Gold, I guess they got to come to Impact to try and win those belts. <laughs> I loved how when this was announced, Tomatonga on Twitter was saying like, "Oh, I remember." Like, I guess he was saying something like, "No one gives a fuck about Impact." But he was saying like, "I did say no one gives a fuck about Impact," but apparently the guys who couldn't beat us in the World Tag League Finals care or something i'm like they always want to shit on people but um that's team you won't see an impact but yeah i <laughs> uh, see uh also impact news uh they're getting a pre-show apparently <laughs> ahead of their episodes starting this week so now you got three hours of impact if you want to watch the pre-show thing i think the pre-show is only gonna have like one match every week and then just them talking i don't know why oh, you... they actually having a match yeah. i didn't read into it i didn't yeah each week they're gonna have one match this week it's uh XXL versus Black Taurus oh, and Crazy Steve. Okay, that's okay. I saw the match announced, but I didn't know that's what it was. Uh, see, WWE news: uh, Eli Drake and Ty Valkyrie both signed a WWE reportedly, and well, so is Harlem Bravado. Well, well, Eli Drake for sure because he literally showed up on Takeover. Fucking L.A. Knight. That like name Mike. is so fucking terrible. Apparently, that's the name of the team from the movie Like Mike. Oh God. Los Angeles Knights. Mm. <laughs> Which I totally forgot. <laughs> At least he can say L.A. Knight and Eli Drake in the same cadence, so he can still work that into his promos. But L.A. Knight, yeah. So it works. Eli Drake, It's still yeah. a fucking off funny name. It's still a terrible name. <laughs> I'm curious what Ty is going to be. They shouldn't change hers, in my opinion, but... She might, she'll probably be Taya, honestly. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, she'll probably just be Taya. I'm just curious if she's going to show up on NXT or go straight to the main roster. She, I read that she signed an NXT uh, first, which is absolutely fucking stupid, but... I know they don't want to, like, have people skip like they did AJ now, which I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, Taya has TV experience up the wazoo, so I don't fucking understand why she needs to go there. Yeah. Drake is old. I don't really care, yeah. so. 
and I think I saw Harlan Bravado signed too. Mm-hmm. Which I saw that too. isn't that surprising because he's one of the evolved guys. So I'm sure uh, Gabe got him a job. Because someone, think of other dudes that need jobs that are actually talented mm-hmm. and don't have jobs yet. Let's see, uh, Japanese indie news, uh, just uh, great. Uh, Minoru fucking Tanaka signed a great. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I do think uh, we talk, said last week they were going to sign someone. I didn't think it was going to be fucking Minoru Tanaka. I know, no one did. This is his first contract he signed in fucking years, I think. And it's great. <laughs> hey, that's great news. I was like, that's fucking awesome for that division, for the UWF division. Well, just in general, too, but I think he's going to be really good in the UWF rules shit. Let's see, uh, Freedom's News, uh, Toro Segura successfully defended the uh, King of Freedom's title against Sakuda on February 9th, and That's also sad. on that uh, on that same show, Fujita and Rina Yamashina won the tag titles, Happy. so that was cool, and uh, fuck, I forget what they named, they, we have a name for uh, Sakuda, <gasps> Takeda, something and um, Empire. it's like E-R-E, yeah, some Empire, something Empire, I don't know, but, they're gonna destroy <clears throat> the um, New Japan's Empire, never mind, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, uh, Joshi News, uh, Stardom, uh, Himika and Micah defeated Black Widow to, to win the tag titles, and then, uh, Natsuko and, uh, Saki are gonna be the first challengers, it seems like, at Budokan. And speaking of Budokan, it's gonna air live on Samurai, so that's really good. A Stardom show that's live, my god. It's, the, it's revolutionary. Yeah, the world's gonna end now. Especially because it's not, so, well, yeah. technically paid still, but, you know, it's gonna be up elsewhere for free. But... At least you don't have to pay like some ridiculous pay-per-view shit if you want to watch the Stardom show live for once. True. Let's see. Uh, TJP News, Harutoki Joshi. We have the full teams for the uh, Max Hart tournament, which is their, one of their tag tournaments. It's uh, Nodoka and Aino, Rika and Miyu, Yuka and Mizuki, uh, Miyu and Maki, Shoko and Masao. I guess Shoko is finally coming back. Oh, she, oh yeah, she was back on this show, actually. The yeah, one I was going to say, yeah, she's fine. Uh, Marika and Raku, Kamiyu and Mahiryu, uh, Hikari and Sana, Neko and Palm, Mirai and Suzume, and uh, Mocha and Arisu. And uh, oh, yeah, and Saki Sama and <gasps> uh, Marie St. Michelle. Let's see. The first round is going to take place on the uh, 20th and 21st in Narimasu. And then the semifinal, semi and semis in the finals are going to take place uh, March 6th in Narima. Uh, brackets are. Maki and uh, Miyu get a first-round bye. They're going to face the winner of uh, Riga Tatsumi and Miyu Watanabe facing uh, Palm Harajuku and uh, Haruna Neko, which is going to be Palm... Or not Palm. Yeah, Palm's not winning, sorry. But uh, Rika and uh, Miyu is going to face uh, Maki and Miyu. That should be a really good that match. That should be a really good match. Then uh, Hikari and Sena get a first-round bye, which is funny to me. We love that. But uh, they're going to face the winners of... Uh, Kamiyu and uh, Mahiro Kiryu, who were facing uh, Moka Miyamoto and Arisu Endo. So, Kamiyu. Yeah, you know, yeah. who's one of that. That should be a pretty good <laughs> but match. But that should too. also be another, yeah. Get my girl Hikari to pin Kamiyu for a fucking title shot right now. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, then the right side of the bracket is uh, Hyper Masao and Shoko getting a first round bye. They're going to face the winners of uh, Bakuret's Sisters and. Uh, Magical Sugar Rabbits, which that should Upset be a fucking alert. awesome match. Uh, honestly, uh, Sugar Rabbits are my pick to win the whole tournament. Because mm. I think they're going to beat the tag champs here and just win the whole thing, and there you go. That match will just be a lot of fun anyway. But yeah, I can't wait I for think that we match. Win. <laughs> and then, uh, last bit is, uh, 
this one's also interesting is Suzume and uh, yeah. Mariah are getting a first round bye. But they're going to face the winners of uh, Saki-sama and May St. Michael. Michael. That's Mary what her name. Fog. I always forget her name. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, and they're they're facing uh, Marika, or, yeah, Marika and Raku. So that could be an upset too, maybe. Well, I doubt it. I doubt it, but yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited for that tournament. It should be fun. See uh, Cyber Fight News, uh, DDT. Uh, they announced a match for the Cork uh, and Hall show from uh, that's going to be on February 28th. Uh, Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship five-way match. Oh, uh, the Young Bucks autobiography, uh, Killing the Business, it's the champ, and it's going to defend in a five-way against uh, Kazuki Hirata, Antonio Honda, Don Chukudino, and Saki Akai. And then also on that show is Mal versus... Um, Shunma. Shunma for the extreme the title. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm blanking on shit. So, uh, let's see. New Japan news. Uh, I'm talking about fucking the um, oh, fuck yeah. thing today, dummy. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't put it yeah, in. but pretty um, big news. Yeah, Jun Akiyama signed to DDT and uh, Keiji Muto signed to Noah. Uh, Muto's deal is two years. Uh, June is only one. And June is also taking a position as the head coach for the company, so good he's i think he's already been coaching anyways but now it's official so dt or uh akiyama signing dt is great thank god fucking these didn't end up being an nxt dude that's like the one thing that this stupid fucking <laughs> pandemic saved is like akiyama from going over there and coaching and i'm like oh my god and uh no yeah like i said mudo's two years and uh seems like Mar- two years <laughs> of hell <laughs> Marfudi's been trying to get him to sign, apparently, and I guess he finally did now that he's got the belt, so... Fuck you, Maru. You're on my shit list. <laughs> I did love Keno's comments about Mudo signing, though. That was I fucking amazing. I love Keno's comments on everything. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, that's it, really. Um, New Japan News. Uh, first off, they had a new young line that debuted on February 14th and also got hurt on that same show <laughs> in, like, 52 seconds, I think, the match ended. Yeah. I felt so bad. I forgot what the kid's she name is. Badass, though. I forgot what the kid's name is. Do you remember? No. Yeah, I don't remember either. But, My brain um, is shutting down. But, um, yeah, apparently he dislocated his elbow. I, don't, I have no idea how long that's going to keep him out for, but I guess hopefully he comes back soon. I just love that the kid debuted on uh, Valentine's Day. That's awesome. <laughs> that's the end. And then we also got the castle attack cards, and um, not good. Well, <laughs> night one is fucking dog shit, but... Night two has some good shit on it, but it's like night one is fucking terrible, honestly. Like, I'm not even gonna watch it probably. Uh, for night one is uh, February 27th. Uh, first match is Kojima, Tenzon, and uh, Tanahashi versus Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, and Great Okan. Guess Cobb finally came back to the country after a little break in the U.S. Uh, second match is Yoshihashi versus Tongaloa. Third match is Hiroki Goda versus Tamatanga. Fourth match is Toriyano versus Chase Owens for the KOPW. Uh, <laughs> I think Chase suggested like a bull rope match or something. Uh, see, fifth match is Ishii versus Jay. And the uh, sixth match is uh, Okada versus Evil. And literally, do not interested in anything on this card, really. Like, mm. Ishii and Jay, kind of. But that's about it, really. Honestly, I'm like. I'm not excited for a fucking Okada Evil match again. No, not really. But. No. And definitely not excited for Yano and whatever the fuck this shit's gonna be. But. Yoshihashi and Tongalo are gonna fucking turn up. Hopefully, yeah. Those two have been the surprises of New Japan, I guess. 
Especially Yoshi. Well, Yoshiashi's always been good. People just shit on him for no reason. But Yoshiashi's been on the fucking roll since the, G1. the return. That G1 was fun. Oh, yeah. He did have... He, he got a fucking cup. really fun match with fucking Tenzon in the New Japan Cup last year. Like, that's just started it all off. King. But, uh... Then Night 2 at least had some good stuff. Got uh, Kojima versus Tenzon. Or Kojima versus Tenzon. Kojima and Tenzon <laughs> versus Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. Oh, this uh, takes place uh, February 28th. I can't remember if I said it. But uh, second match is uh, Toriano, Ishii, and Okada versus Chase, Jay White, and Evil. Uh, third match is a uh, IWGP Tag Championship match. Uh, Tongalo and Gio- or Tongalo and Tamatanga defending against Yoshihashi and Goto. I can't wait for this match. It'll be really good. Yeah, getting uh, Tanahashi versus Okan rematch for the Never Title. Uh, we're getting a uh, junior title match. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi defending against <laughs> El Phantasmo. And he's probably going to win. Uh, um, oh, God. This, I'll delete this, my this junior division is fucking killing me right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll delete my account. And then the main event is uh, for just the Intercontinental title. Uh, Thank you, God. Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi. Got a lot to say about that, but we'll talk about that when we talk about the show. So. <laughs> I think this will be the first show we talk about, so you won't have to wait too long. But uh, that's oh. <laughs> all the news. Uh, for what's airing this week, uh, New Japan has four straight Road to Castle attack shows from February 14th to 17th. God bless you if you watch New- these. Yeah, on uh, New Japan World. Yeah, I'm like, I'm th- I'm thought about watching yesterday's show just to watch the Young Lion debut, but then I found out he got hurt, so I was like, what's the point? But yeah, I don't, God bless y'all if y'all watching all these shows. I'm I can't remember if one of the tag title or the junior tag title matches on one of these shows or not. Oh, wow, it has to be. So I'm assuming they're doing it before Castle Attack, so I might check that out. Whenever that happens, but that's really it. I don't even care about that, so. See, Stardom Hat shows on uh, February 13th to 14th, and we'll have two more on the 20th and 21st, all gonna be up on Stardom World. At Z- some point. Yeah, at some point, yeah. <laughs> uh, Zero One, February 7th, aired on Samurai, uh, February 14th. Uh, Dove Pro, January 31st, aired on Nico, February 15th. Freedoms, February 9th, airs on Samurai, February 16th. Ice Ribbon, January 31st. Airs on Nico, February 16th. Uh, Diana, January 31st. Airs on Nico, February 20th. Uh, DT's going to air live on Russell Universe, February 20th. Tokyo Joshi airs live on Russell Universe, February 20th and 21st. Uh, Gambare airs live on Russell Universe, February 21st. Dragon Gate airs live on Dragon Gate Network, February 21st. And there's also a Noah show on February 21st, but I'm not sure if it's airing. It didn't look like it was on the uh, schedule for Russell Universe yet, but... That really never tells you anything because they're always late to put up Noah shows for some reason. Mm. At least put them on the schedule. So I'd assume it's still going to end up on University. You just might have to wait a little bit. Uh, weekly airings. Uh, yeah, New Japan Strong. So on Friday, I don't know what's on that. Uh, Impact, Tuesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, only one match so far announced that I saw. Uh, TJP versus Josh Alexander for the X Division title. <laughs> AEW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, we have uh, Serena D versus Riho in the uh, Women's Eliminator Tournament. Hangman Page and Matt Hardy and Private Party versus the Hybrid 2 and Chaos Project. Uh, <laughs> uh, FTR versus Matt and Mike Seidel. And we're going to attack title match. Uh, Young Bucks versus Santana or Ortiz. Uh, see. Let's go. Don't know it's on NXT since it just had a takeover, so nothing's been announced yet. Well, never mind. We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, MLW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, we're getting uh, Filthy Island. Uh, Mil Muertes versus Let's Savio go. Vega. Gringo Loco versus Rocky Romero. And King Mo versus Low IQ. I mean, Low Key. <laughs> I love that they made in the fucking promo, promo video or 
picture it says low IQ instead of low key. <laughs> Fucking. Less low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's it for all the airings. So let's go into the one wrestling roundup where we uh, talk about everything we've watched this week that isn't one of the main topics. <gasps> Got a good bit of it, oh I think, this God. week. Try and get through it as quick as possible. AW February 10th. Watched all that. That was a decent episode of Dynamite for the most part. Uh, Darby and Janela was better than I expected. I always love when uh, guys just catch the coffin drop and turn it into a suplex. But yeah, it was better than I expected it to be. It wasn't anything like stellar or anything, but it was a decent little TV match. Oh, I have a take on it. Uh, we finally got some progression in Center Circle shit with Sammy leaving. Uh, well, mm, And now, mm, I don't know what the fuck's going I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to comment because I don't know how true shit is. But uh, Yeah, I haven't read too much into woo! it, but apparently Sammy is in some shit backstage, so we'll see. Maybe it's not worth keeping him around. Mm. But either way, he's uh, gone off Dynamite for a little bit, probably. Who knows how? No, I'm, not, I'm just curious how long. But I think he's going to show back up at Revolution and cost MJF and oh, Jericho gosh. the tag titles. Okay, I'm fine with that. Absolutely. Oh, uh, see, uh, women's like we mentioned at the top, the women's tournament match was pretty good. Uh, Serena, not, mm. not Serena, Deeb, uh, Thunder Rosa Layla. versus Layla. I think Layla did a couple overly ambitious things, probably. But beyond that, I think it was still a pretty good match. Like, well, I, she's trying. It's like you can tell, you can still tell she's like, you know, obviously still learning and shit. But I think having um, Thunder Rosa as a, you know, her dance partner in the match is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think it's having Thunder around to help train the women is a good it's idea very, anyway. Yeah. Let's see, uh, they freshened up this Sting and Tash shit by trying to kill Darby by fucking no, dragging it behind a fucking... doing it again, so I'm like, who cares? I did like uh, Taz got angry, or not getting angry, but someone was complaining about it on Twitter, and he was just like, we literally killed someone, it's not the same. Oh my god. Because <laughs> someone was saying, like, oh, they do this shit every week, like we've been saying. And Taz quote tweeted at him and was like, like, we, like we literally try to commit murder. <laughs> but, um... See uh, more Hangman and Dark Order stuff, which was pretty funny. I, I love fucking him and uh, or Hangman and uh, fucking Silver. They're so funny together. I love them. Let's see. Uh, I think the Hangman and uh, Jeff Hardy should actually work this week with Matt. Who's Jeff. Oh my god, I'm too tired. <laughs> I mean Matt Hardy. <laughs> but I, I think the Hardy and Hangman should work this week with uh, Matt seemingly tricking Hangman into signing the contract, but Hangman switched it out at first. So uh, next week follow up should be interesting to see if Matt realizes he signed the wrong thing. No. And I loved, like, they had him explaining to the camera that, oh, like, that Hangman was drunk, so that's why you're here to videotape until we have proof that he signed it. But, yeah, you got proof that he fucking switched it, and it's not what you think it is. And you're also incriminating yourself, because that's not going to hold up in court. Like, you're literally just telling to the camera, I got someone drunk yeah. to sign a contract. <laughs> but, that's, I don't know, it's funny anyway. But, um, the main event, though, was fucking awesome. Uh, oh, my God. I think it was, like, one of the best dynamite matches easily, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, Kenta diving off that stage and hitting the double stomp is going to, like, live in my brain for a while. Shit was awesome. And Avalon taking a go to sleep with Funny Funny. <laughs> and uh, Kenny was going out of his way to fucking die in this match, too. Like, he took so many dumb bumps. Why can't he do that all the time? Then I'd be in... Well, and that's like, a lie. <laughs> Never mind. The potato. Oh, I love them, like, going to the kitchen and fighting. And thank God that ref was there, because Kenta and Mox were trying to die. Because they were, like, going up on top. I guess, like, they hit a pile driver or something. I forget what he actually hit. But, like, Mox was trying to, like, set up a move Tombstone? on Tombstone? something i don't remember but either way they were like standing on top of these like rolling kitchen carts and the ref had like keep them still so mox and fucking kenta didn't die but yeah that was fucking awesome main event really just a car crash of a match really i uh, wish mox and kenta was actually going to be like this in new japan to oh, it's be gonna, honest I, I hope it's good but we'll see i guess kenta and new japan strong from what i've heard hasn't been that good so we'll I see mean, 
But it's basically all Bullet Club being heels and shit, so it's like... But yeah, I know some people complain about the ending with the Good Brothers getting involved, but I'm like, I don't care. It's unsanctioned. I really didn't care much. Yeah, I don't think it's that... I don't think it's worth getting mad about, honestly. And it's, Jake the snake. Oh, a fucking snake getting fucking killed. Like, he's, this is like the third time he's done, they've done this spot with him. Because I think they did the, like the tag battle royale, too. Uh, like, I love that he's shit. trying to kill the old man. More of this. Don't talk anymore. Just get fucking hit with lanes and shit. Pretty much. That was awesome. But, uh, see. For, go through some stuff just I watched real quick. And then we'll get back to the stuff that Caitlin watched, too. Uh, see, I watched the Actress Girls January 28th show. I think if you're into Joshi, it's definitely worth checking out. Like, I don't think it was anything crazy, but I definitely recommend checking out the main event, which was a semifinal match in the Actress Girls Tag Tournament. Uh, Kakuro Sekiguchi and Miku Aono versus Amimura and Nokia. Just really good shit. This uh, tag tournament has been really fun to keep an eye on. I, other people that have watched more of it than me have said it's been really fun to watch, so I definitely recommend checking it out if you can find it anywhere. Uh, see Stardom February 6th. I only watched Julia and Unagi for uh, Unagi's um, trial series. Uh, that was pretty good. Going to try and uh, watch all of these Unagi trial series matches. Nothing else on the show really interests me. And honestly, that I only would have watched this if if it wasn't like labeled as a trial series. I probably wouldn't even watch this match to be honest. But I just want to keep an eye on Unagi because I don't think she's been all that good in Stardom so far. Like she's been good, but I think I enjoyed her more in TJP so far. But I don't know. She we'll see how she progresses, I guess, in Stardom. Let's see, I watched uh, Big Japan from January 11th and January 29th. On the 11th, it had uh, Irie and Okabayashi versus Aoki and Nakanoe, and those was fucking fire. Like, everyone was firing at all cylinders, and it was just a fucking awesome 12-minute match. And uh, speaking of good 12-minute matches, on the 29th, uh, Big Japan had another one between uh, Kumarashi and Yuya Aoki. And uh, I don't think it was as amazing as a tag title ma- or tag match, but this was still a really fun singles match. I think it's probably better than what the T-Hawk-Aoki match would have been, which is... If you mentioned, remember, uh, this is a show where uh, T-Hawk was supposed to face Aoki, but because of Lindemann yeah. getting COVID, he got to be replaced. Let's say, and then uh, last stuff to talk about before we uh, kick it back with Caitlin is Seedling. I caught up in all of the uh, past three shows that they've had this year. I've only watched, really watched the main events. On the uh, first show, I actually watched the semi-main two, but these shows were on... Uh, January 11th, January 22nd, and uh, February 10th. I'll uh, start off with the 11th show. Uh, semi-main was uh, Max Voltage versus Max Voltage, and it was fucking owned. Check that out shit out for sure. Uh, the main event was uh, Sari and Yoshiko versus Best Friends, and holy shit, this match was amazing. Might be, like, my second best match I've seen this year. Like, I love this shit. I, th- I think I'll have to have you check it out sometime. But uh, it's really unfair how great uh, Best Friends are, and having them in a match with Yoshiko and Sari, like, recipe for a match with your contender which this easily is, for my opinion. It's a real shame uh, Sari's retiring soon, but uh, she's going out in a hell of a way because the next show was for the attack titles, which Sari and Yoshiko held. This was on January 22nd. I only watched that match, but it was fucking awesome. They were defending the tag titles against uh, Nanai and Arisa, and it's a stellar match here. I don't think it was as good as the Cork and Hall match from the 11th, but this was still very good shit and worth checking out if you can find it. And lastly, from February 10th, I watched the main event, which was the Stardom versus Citrus Wind tag match with uh, Nanai and Arisa versus uh, Momo and uh, Short Saya. And I love this fucking match. <laughs> I, I loved uh, Nanai just no-selling the majority of Momo's offense and just ter- terrorizing her early. You can tell their big uh, Budokan match is going to be Momo like working from underneath, trying as hard as she can to beat this vet. 
Uh, you'd think Momo would win there, but could just go to a draw, I suppose. Would not surprise me at all. But yeah, uh, Risa and Nanai were eating her alive for the most part at the beginning, and fire from uh, Saida was incredible. Momo finally got to get in there and have some offense on Arisa, but still wasn't a whole lot really. Like, this is very much um, the home team was pretty dominant here, and I like that a lot. Nanai kicking out of the Tequila Sunrise at one was sick, and I don't know, man, it's an incredible match. I can't wait for the singles match between Momo and Nanai, and Seedling is pretty quickly becoming like a must-see promotion for me this year. All three of these main events from their show so far have been fucking incredible, so I definitely recommend checking all three of them out. But let's get back with Caitlyn and talk some Impact. <laughs> no surrender, uh, February 13th, and uh, this show sucked. Man. Yeah, this show was some ass. Oh, man, there's like one match I really liked that much, and it was the Revolver match, or whatever it was called. Triple, was it the Triple Revolver? Triple or Revolver, something like that, something like that but yeah. I thought it was pretty solid. Alexander was definitely like the highlight of it, in my opinion. At least until Ace Austin came out being jacked with Eyeliner on. Like, him coming out with Eyeliner was so fucking... Oh, my God. But, uh... I don't know what to say. But, but the, uh, that backbreaker on the knee Alexander hit was fucking nasty on Ace. And, uh... I'm happy Alexander won. Yeah. But if it was gonna be Ace. But I don't like that Ace took the pin. I wish it was the other fucker in the match. But whatever. Yeah. I'm surprised in that match. Fucking Davari got eliminated, like, almost immediately. He came out and then he, fucking he's got... He's just a placeholder. Like, whenever they need someone for some X Division thing, they'll just spring him in, I guess. I, I don't know. It was weird. He, like, was flexing, and then yeah. that was it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then we figured out, at least I was told, that Caleb with a K is the fucking uh, suicide currently. It was very weird to me. See, uh, that women's tag title match sucked ass. That was ass. And uh, that X-Vision match was just Rohit really getting heat, and then yeah. Ingring kind of sucked, not gonna lie, like, not good. Though, of course, I saw this fucking Impact person Nerd. I know fucking set, put this on like, their match of the year list. I'm like, how? <laughs> but Um... Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm gl- I'm very glad you like Impact, my guy. But uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say too much more about that. But yeah, I don't recommend checking out that show that much. I f- I, the main event was okay, I guess, but it was just. I don't watch Tommy Dreamer 2021, bro. Oh fuck! I forgot that was the main event. <laughs> you thought it was the tag. I forgot the tag title match. That was that ending was confusing. That ending was weird, but that, other than that, like, man, it was whatever match. It was whatever, yeah. I, I don't remember anything about that fucking Tommy Dreamer and I remember Swan Moose match. came out at the end. Yeah, I remember like him, that was it. Moose came out after the match because I think they said if he got interfered in the match at all, he was going to get suspended. So he just waited until after the match was done and then attacked Swan. Like, I don't know. It was whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bloodsport 3 from February 13th. I think the presentation was better. Like, <clears throat> probably the best Bloodsport has ever looked. But the match is... Uh, I don't think anything was bad, but I don't think anything of the matches were great or particularly that good. Like, they were just fine, really. Hard to have a strong take on any of them. Probably my favorite match of the night was uh, Kratos versus Coughlin. But part of that w- was just me, like, Seeing just Coughlin. nice to see Coughlin for the first time in ages. And he's my favorite LA Dojo boy, so it's always nice to see his matches. I definitely agree. I actually really like the presentation and look of this um, of this blood sport. I think it's better than, like, pretty much any of the other ones that they've had. Yeah, I think like the venue helped a lot. Yeah, and I think I think like, you could tell this was taped. So 100%. I think that helped a lot, especially even helped the commentary a lot. Commentary was great too. Yeah, commentary was pretty good. They were pretty good. Um, we talk about next or this upcoming blood sport. Uh, no, I didn't mention the news, but I guess we can mention it here. Uh, so far, we got one match announced for uh, Night Blood Sport Four, which is uh, February twentieth, 
and it's gonna be Mox versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. and that match is gonna be fucking terrible. So. Yeah, that, no. Hopefully they got some other matches set up because that like they really gave Davy Boy like the weirdest matches. <laughs> he faced Tankman and now he's facing Mox. Just, like, I don't know why that they had him face Tankman. Like, I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. That was no. It was, it was something. Uh, see, and last before we get into the main topics is the NXT Takeover. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, mostly good, nothing great. There's a couple of matches that were particularly not that good, but I don't know if that was a fine takeover. It didn't. It just. I don't think there's anything stand out really on the show, other than the, like what happened at the after the main event. Like that's probably like what left me the most excited after the show was what happened after the main event. But uh, see, well, the first match I think was the women's dusty final, and that match was fucking terrible. Yes, people were saying it how good it was, and like four stars. I'm like, what the Ugh, fuck did I you watch? Didn't, yeah, I did not like that match at all. <laughs> Um, see, uh, Gargano and Kushido was long as fuck. Like, I was really just bored the whole Jeez. time. Yeah, I was bored. People love that shit, and again, I was sitting there falling asleep. At least it didn't have all the Gargano melodrama in it, which is, mm. so, I'll give it that. Like, I don't think it was a bad match or anything, I just, I was kind of bored throughout it. Though I did love, during their entrance, the fucking, uh, pedo getting taken out by Dexter Loomis. Because the way we're all walking out to the ring with Johnny, and then you just see someone attack, um... Fucking Pedo. theory, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was Dexter Lumis, but that's it, fucking, well, yeah. I love Dexter Lumis. He's such a fucking, oh, you know, it's so weird. <laughs> he doesn't even have to wrestle. He can just do stupid shit like that. Yeah, I love that. And he's the best thing there, so. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Uh, Men's Dusty Final is actually pretty good shit. Like, Probably my favorite uh, match. Yeah, I think, I think that was the, the best night. match of the night, yeah. from in my opinion. Some people won't agree, but. Like, I'm glad MSK won, and it's yes. kind of what I expected. Like, MS, MSK really fit. The NXT style to a T here. I'm kind of surprised it took them this long to show up in NXT, to be honest. But it looks like they're pushing them to the moon, and I'd honestly expect them to win the titles, because... I really hope they do, just because, like, each and every week, um, I'll see what's going on in NXT from someone or whatever. And I'm always like, who the fuck are the tag team champions? Like, each week, I ask the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right, it's, it's those two. So I think if MSK wins, I think that that'll help push the tag division a little bit further along hopefully yeah and i'm like if mcafee isn't coming 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 back anytime soon you might as well split this group up honestly honestly especially with pete losing the fucking title match like i think that was the only way he's, they were gonna keep yeah i agree these guys doing stuff but if pete's not gonna be the champion might as well just take the belts off birch and lorkin so i don't know it, it was a weird yeah I don't, it's a I weird reign for them but yeah uh, see, women's title match was fine. I, I have no fucking idea who is going to be EO, though, now. The match felt oddly... I don't know how to describe it. Almost kind of robotic. It felt like they were just kind of going case in point, case in point. Well, besides the table spot, which... <laughs> that, ta- <laughs> that, that was so table fucking spot funny. So uh, that obviously just randomly happened, but... You know. uh, that's great. But yeah, I genuinely don't know who's going to be EO. I thought they were going to be dumb and put it on Tony, but... They but, didn't do yeah. it, so I do not know. Like, I really thought the only reason Mercedes is even in the match is she could eat the pin so that Tony, or Leo doesn't get pinned, but I don't know. But, yeah, I kind of get your point about it being robotic, but I kind of think that's how Dodai triple threats work anyway. That's that's a good point, too, yeah. They're very They can be good. They, they can be good, but, yeah. But majority just... of the time, it's like, oh, you got two guys doing the rings while someone else is laying out, and then, oh, the other guy comes back in do a thing and then it's i don't know it's just felt like nxt women's matches have just kind of the same formulaic flow anyway for the most point 
like at least for the past few years and i'm just like it's hard for me to actually get excited about any of the matches anymore and i feel bad because i love eo but it's just like but it's like at this point like like we we're saying like who the fuck beats her like only person i can think of that comes like top of my head now is fucking xylee now if they're oh, gonna for pu- god's sake if they're gonna push her as, disgusting i don't know what they're doing with this group with her and we the don't fucking either. bow so if they want to push that group to the moon i could see her beating eo but other than her like he was already beating like everybody anyone, anyone that matters Sorry, gonna come in no and uh let's see main event with uh pete and Finn, I thought it was decent, but nothing like stand out. I didn't out. like it as much as other people. Some people were going off the bridge and just, yeah. just no, no. I liked it, but I don't think it was like anything like blow away. I definitely think Kyle you're and Finn is like the best wrestler in the world, and I'm like, I think Finn's having a good run in NXT, but yeah, I don't think that match was that good. I don't watch NXT, so I can't tell you how good it is. I think part of it is just like I think that Finn and uh, Kyle match is really good. Wow, one. And I heard the the rematch with them was pretty good. Not as good as the first match, but I, don't I mean, know. most time they don't live up to it. But either way, uh, what's more important is what happened after the show, or after the match, with Undisputed all coming out to I guess celebrate not celebrate with Finn. oh wait no um they came to save save them Finn uh, because Oni yeah. and Birch um and Pete were attacking Finn. Undisputed come out to help, and it seems like Finn's about to team up with them for good or something. But then fucking Adam just super kicks his ass. And then super kicks Kyle when he complains. And then Rai's just standing there like, okay. So yeah, I think it's about time we move on from Undisputed, so I'm happy about this. In like three years. Three and a half or something years, I think I saw on Twitter since they had um, been the thing. So I'm like, it's kind of time. Yeah, and I'm like, if you're going to keep them together. The only way you can keep them together is either turn them officially face. Mm. or move them up to the main roster. It doesn't seem like they're going to do either one of those. But Kyle's face, so that's nice. Like, I'm really going to be curious where uh, Roddy ends up in all this. That's what I'm confused about, because it's just like, he's just kind of... I hope to God they don't turn Roddy face. Please, God. He is terrible as a face. Well, it's like if Bobby... I have a feeling, like, whenever Bobby comes back, they'll probably just put him with Adam, so... Man, fuck, I have no clue. Man, fuck Bobby's fucking cute ass, but I I think Roddy should stick with Ka- or with Cole for now, or something. Either way, just don't turn him face. His he is so bad as a face, man. He's so much better <laughs> since he joined Undisputed and oh, being a dickhead. Man. He's always been a great wrestler. I'm just the character wise, it's he's so much better as a heel. Yeah. But enough NXT. Let's get into our main topics for this show, and kick it off with uh, New Japan. New beginning, 2021, in Hiroshima, day one. Let's see. Uh, overall, this show wasn't particularly that good, to be honest. No. Uh, I'll go through it real quick. Uh, see, uh, first match, Suzuki Gun, uh, Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeated Yoda Suji, Yuya Uemura, and Gra- Gra- Gabriel Kidd at 801. Uh, fine opening Young Line tag. I love seeing anytime Suzuki and Uemura are in the ring together because they got this whole story going with them, Uemura trying to fight him. And all the young lions ganging up on Suzuki was really great stuff. Yuya didn't tap; the ref called it, so maybe they'll run uh, Suzuki and Umura just to fill up one of these Korkins before Castle Attack. But probably not happening because I haven't checked, or I haven't looked at any of these cards, and I feel like if they had booked that match, someone would have told me about it. So I guess we're just in limbo until Umura can finally get his hands for good on Suzuki. But, Pretty much. But yeah, it was a fine little young lion tag. Yeah, I was gonna say it was fine. I just basically really liked the Yuya Suzuki stuff, so. That's really all that truly mattered here, I guess. But yeah. 
Let's see, uh, next match was Bushi defeating Master Watto in 11.08. Well, Watto took a, door, a detour on his way to the Grandmaster. I think this poor kid's lost. I, I, I can't believe uh, they had Bushi talk all this shit on Watto and then win anyway. Like, I'm not sure what else they won from this kid. Like, yeah, he didn't stick the landing when he returned as much as many people had hoped for, but I think he slimmed down, fixed his hair, his gear looks good now. He's been pretty consistently good, but... They still had him lose to Bushi of all people. And I like Bushi, but I'm just saying, like... It's just Wa- weird. Watto should have won this. Yeah. But uh makes sense, considering the post-match off the main event. Oh, yeah. But, like, I'd, have they given up on Watto already? Because... It's disappointing if they have. It really sucks, because this match is actually really good here. And he was a big part of why it was so good. I'd still probably say Ishimori's best Super Junior match with him was his best match since his return. But I'd say this is probably maybe my second favorite Watto mm-hmm. match. Like, I think he looked really good here. Bushi mm-hmm. was great, too. Like... One of the, honestly, like one of my favorite matches of the show. That's that says something because yeah, this was probably one of the better matches from the show, which I wasn't like a hundred percent sure how it was gonna go, but didn't expect it to go that way. Um, I like that they both had blue. I thought that was I don't know if that was part of Bushi's like game plan or something, but <laughs> it was pretty nice. Um Bushi talking all the shit and he's like, I ain't wear blue better than you, fucker. I mean <laughs> I won't argue about that. I like both of them. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Watto, he looked a lot more aggressive here than he typically um, comes off across in other tag matches and other matches that he's been in or whatever. Um, so that was definitely a nice change of pace for him. Definitely was surprised by Bushi winning. But then later on, it made sense. But even then, still, I was like, okay, Watto couldn't have just won this. But overall, it was... Pretty good, pretty solid matchup. I hate it just because Watto is the reason we have to fucking have an ELP title match. God damn it, you fucker. <laughs> just, you should have just won, man. I was really hoping for Watto and Hiromu at Castle Attack or wherever they're going to do it. I'm still waiting for that. I thought that was going to be the game plan when he that's came what, back, That's what I thought they were going to do here, but Bushi just won, so. Okay. Let's see. Uh, next match was uh, Chaos, uh, Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii, Goto, Yoshihashi, and Okada defeating Bullet Club. Jay White, Evil, Phantasmo, Taiji, Yujiro, and uh, 1208. Uh, this was fine. I couldn't really get myself to care about it, to be honest. But it was nice to see Ghetto and Jay back together again, finally. So uh, Ghetto doesn't look so sad anymore. He looked very happy being back home with Jay. And uh, them doing that spot, Evil and Dick and Yujiro have been doing lately in like the Road 2 shows. But with the whole Bullet Club involved this time was kind of fun. But yeah, not much to this match. Yeah, it was just good to see Jay back. Um... Yeah, I like that whole little thing where they all chained up to... Pull <laughs> yeah, that was arm. fucking awesome. That's pretty much, like, the only real big memorable point besides, you know, Jay being back. But um, other than that, it was, it was fine. It's your typical multi-man, so... Uh, next match, uh, Los Ingram Bernabe, Steopon, Tetsuya Naito, and Sonata defeated Kota Ibushi, Tomo Akihoma, and 11.02. And this had all the thrill of the Ibushi and Sonata feud wrapped up in 10 minutes. And by that, it was fine and hard to give a shit about. I still could do with never seeing Homo wrestle ever again, honestly, but that's all we're, that's what we're getting, so it is what it is, but yeah, nothing to this match at all. I literally said, can we just get Naito and Homa, like the singles match, so we can just move the hell on? Well, I was fucking wrong, we ain't getting that, so, but hopefully it looks like we're moving on, so I can't complain there, but yeah, the match was just, it's fine, again. I'll say now we're getting the match that everyone's been talking about, the IWGP tag title match. Oh, God. Uh, this day was a mess. <laughs> oh, my God. But, a yeah. Uh, Girls of Destiny defeated Dangerous Tuckers in 2908. 
And uh, a lot of people think it's like one of the worst things that ever happened in wrestling. God and, damn it. But I liked it, honestly. Like, oh. I like the story early of Tai Chi being more worried about finding the Iron Fingers than actually wrestling the match. Uh, things back with, or like Tai Chi was like, mul- like multiple times getting in trouble trying to search for them instead of wrestling. Uh, Zach was an excellent hot tag when Tai Chi was finally able to tag him in. Uh, Tongaro and Zach in there together in the middle of the, like in the middle portion of the match with some awesome stuff. Honestly, I think it's like probably like the best stuff in the match. Uh, Tucker's hit the Zach Mephisto, but Tongaroa roll- pulls the ref out at three to stop the count. If I'd been watching live, I would have bid on that fall because that looked like the fall. Like that should have been the end of the match. But it lasted as not they always got to pull the ref out. Uh, but uh, then Jado runs out with the Iron Fingers, hands them to Tama and Tekkers, and G.O.D. kind of fight over them. And then when Taichi finally get, does get his hands on the fingers, he attacks Roa with it. No sells a kendo stick from Jado and then takes out Tama in full view of the ref, causing the DQ finish after 29 minutes. Didn't need to go nearly 29 minutes to tell the story. No, not at all, but I don't know. I didn't hate it, and when the, re- the match was on, it was on. I think it was a pretty fun match. It just overstated its welcome a little bit. Had a really good story throughout. And Nobu holding up a fucking brawl he found in one of the hilarious. bags was funny as fuck. That was and, great. That was a great spot. And then I guess Taichi's just going full Izuka now because he was well, like going crazy after the match because of the Iron Fingers. Well, that last part, I guess, is for the next day, but yeah. Um, I thought like the core of the match was actually pretty good. Like The action itself was... Honestly, pretty solid. I think a lot of people just overlooked that portion of it and just kind of harped on the time and the ending. The ending I didn't really care about. I didn't really give a shit, to be honest. I was like, oh, okay, sure. We'll do that, I guess. But I didn't care that much. Like, for the most part, I still enjoyed it. It's just, I think people just harped on, like, the time. Which it shouldn't have been 29 minutes, but that's, uh, that's New Japan for you, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of the story, especially of this show, is matches going too long for no reason. Yeah, you, you're going to hear this quite a bit. So. <laughs> uh, that's something on a lot of matches, to be honest. Like, on all three of the shows, or all four of the shows we watched, honestly. I'm talking about time. Oh, I forgot the next match. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, like, people act like it's like one of the worst matches of the year. It really I don't wasn't. Think it, 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 I don't know. I enjoyed it. I really liked the whole story they told throughout it. And, well, we'll talk about it with the next show, but... And if it's the DQ shit that you got mad about, that literally happens with every single fucking, like, Bullet Club thing. Hell, even Suzuki Gun does it, but whatever, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's worth the rage. Yeah, like, my really my only complaint is that it went so long, and then... That's legit my complaint. Like, I don't know. Alright, we talk about it that match. Uh, then... I don't really want to talk a lot about the main I event, don't really but want to, yeah, I don't, uh, main I event don't. was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. Uh, Hiromu Takashi defeated Cho in 35 fucking minutes, the <laughs> longest junior title match in history. That's literally the only reason I think they did that length is because they wanted to break the record. Pretty much. But uh, and it's not like the record hadn't been broken like 20 fucking years ago. It happened like a couple years ago. But, uh, but overall, uh, it was long as hell for no reason. And you could tell they didn't have enough ideas for a 35-minute match. Like, the beginning was a lot like the Dragon Lee Hiromu match at last year's new beginning, but with forearms instead of slaps to the chest. Yeah, I definitely preferred the slaps to the chest in the, in the Lee match just because of the sound of the slaps yeah, echoing not, throughout the venue. Yeah. And just how quickly their ch- their chest got red made a good visual. This is just them elbowing each other for nothing. Just elbow, elbow, elbow. Felt like that was half the fucking match was them elbowing each other. Cause it they, was. Because they couldn't come up with anything else to do. 
And, uh, yeah, it really just felt like padding time. I got to the point, like, I felt like they were only doing fucking elbow strikes. Hiromu just outright dominating show with power was really strange to be honest. Like, at the beginning, like, I know Hiromu is better than him, but show is supposed to be, like, the power junior in the division. So both of them doing it in this match. And Hiromu just, like, clearly being the stronger one was a choice. I don't know. But uh, it felt like they were just really just trying to kill time in portions and slow the match down to a hold. And it wasn't even, like, a fast-paced match to begin with. But anytime it kind of picked up, they'd be like, oh, we got to throw more elbows. And uh, by the end of the match, I was just so sick of the elbow strikes. And I got so bored, I went to the kitchen and watched a couple dishes from dinner <laughs> while we were Because I came back, they didn't, and they didn't do anything to change my opinion. And then it finally ended. But, yeah, this match fucking was not good at all. I remember waking up and I was looking at the results and I like the first thing I always check out with New Japan is the fucking time and I literally just wanted to hit my head against the wall as soon as I saw the 35 minutes I was like for what why did we have to do the New Japan epic type shit with this match well the match itself was just it was just boring it didn't really do anything much at least for me it didn't really strike a chord for me um not being, like, the biggest fan of show, like, I know it could have been a lot better with him in it, too, but I don't fucking know. It was just bad. And then just the whole stuff afterwards just made it even fucking worse for me. And, it's like, at this point, I'm just not very excited about the junior division, and I'm like, that's, that's fucking tragic. And it's just, like, I really don't know what they're doing with Romu right now, man. I don't know either. Like, obviously, they got high aspirations for him, like, both of these guys, really. But this felt like they were just trying to have a New Japan house style of main event and failing at it. And if you're going to have Hiromu be a main eventer, just let him have his style of match. He isn't really equipped to do like the usual 35-minute long epic bullshit. Yeah. Like It's okay for main events to be like sub-20, I promise. Hiromu is at his best during doing like fast-paced car crash matches, mm-hmm. not the shit. And obviously the dude's adapting his style a bit now since he got injured, so he's not going to go as balls to the wall as he used to. But And I think like him incorporating more junior power spots... Our, jun- our power junior spots with like that's what he's been doing now and it, honestly it makes him a more well-rounded wrestler which is a good thing but that's all this fucking match was like them just doing power junior spots and not even really power junior spots they're having a never title match that went 35 minutes long and i'm sorry they can't do it as good as fucking tana and shingo did the, mm-hmm. like they're they can't they're, they're not, not equipped to this equipped, kind of thing yeah they're not equipped to having that kind of match and if this is the kind of match that what heavyweight Hiromu is going to look like if it ever happened, I don't fucking want it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't help it was with Show and these two have, like, no chemistry whatsoever yeah, together. But, so, I, I, I can't blame Show entirely. Like, Hiromu wasn't no, no, that no, good no, in this no. either. And, every, like, everything just came together in the worst way to have, like, a boring as shit match for these two. And if y'all thought that was fucking bad, just wait till the Des Or not fucking Despy. What the fuck? Phantasmo match. Like, that's going to be even fucking worse. And if that shit even goes past 20 fucking minutes, I don't even know if I want to watch it. After the fucking um, Wrestle Kingdom match, I just, I can't. That match was so fucking bad for me, and I just, um, just think about it makes me want to cry a little bit. I also, I don't know if it's like New Japan is just depending on fucking Hiromu to be able to, fu- like, just wrestle everyone to, like, some five-star classic. And I'm like, that's not always going to happen, like... He's a phenomenal wrestler, but sometimes you just don't have the chemistry with others. And the way this match was set up, it was just like, no, I don't, I don't really know. And I don't really know what they truly want to do with Hiromu. And it's like, at this point, if he loses to Phantasma, I'm like, then what the fuck else? I, I don't, it's really confusing. I don't know what they're doing at all. 
Yeah, it's like I've seen a lot of people say after this beginning of the year, like Harum is overrated, he's washed, oh, and all I've shit seen like it. that. I'm, I'm like, like, shut the hell up. Do y'all not look at who he's fucking facing? No. He faced ELP. ELP's fucking garbage now. He can have good matches sometimes. Like I remember that Rocky mm-hmm. match at Best Super Juniors. Pretty good stuff. No. It's just he's I don't remember. his whole heel <laughs> shtick right now is fucking awful and makes the matches garbage. worse. Fucking show and him have no chemistry at all, and I don't even think shows that good to be honest. Like he's okay. He has good matches from time to time. But really, his only great matches have been against Shingo, and it's Shingo. Shingo can have good matches against anyone. Yeah. That's what I think. And I think another problem is everyone has such high expectations for Amu. They always expect him to have like the best match every time he goes out. Like he can have misses too sometimes, guys. It's, it's okay. He literally just had that fucking match with Despy. That was fucking phenomenal last year. His whole best two were fucking great stuff. Just about mm-hmm. like. He's diff- He's clearly wrestling differently than he used to ever since he returned from injury, but I don't know. Like, I think it's really just they're feeding him shit opponents right now, and that's why his matches are not as good as they should be. Is that, yeah. And honestly, if this is what they're going to do with him, I hope he loses the belt to ELP. Yeah, I was say, go ahead and lose the belt so he can just go have fun in little tag, like, multi-person tags, or go for the tag. I don't even care. Just... Well, I think part of the problem with the junior division right now is it's fucking... Has no depth because the ju- there's literally no depth because it's literally Hiromu and then like New Japan your next person is probably in my opinion de- should be Despy and even then he's low because they don't do anything with him and it's like historically New Japan's junior division relies heavily on outsiders yeah and then li- they can't get we, we have no outsiders coming in yeah like if we can get guys like Dragon Lee back get Leo Russian here get ACH no, just grab some people from AEW if that's gonna be a fucking thing if you can but yeah, it's I like... I think Leo's coming <clears throat> sooner than we think, so... Oh, I think so, too. I think he's going to be in best Super Juniors. Mm. But, really, it's like a combination of... There's no depth in that division, and they keep feeding him shit opponents anyway. Like, there are people in that division you could have him face, like Despy, which he already did, but you know what I mean. The, you should be or building Wato. Wato. yeah. <laughs> you could even do... I'd, I'd be okay with a fucking Taguchi match. He, he, Same, because, honestly, they're so fun. I like watching them together, and I'm like, dude... But... Clearly, they're just going with this ELP shit, which is what they were going to do last year, and they're just going through with it now. Because if you if you realize, Ishimori's reign was literally just a filler reign it was, because it's, it was going to be ELP's filler. reign. Yeah. But ELP couldn't go to the country, so they put it on Ishimori, and it was okay reign, even though they never treated Ishimori like a big deal because he like they never do hardly ever fucking main evented any of the best super juniors shit. It was always Hiromu, which is funny, but yeah, it's like they're going to give ELP this reign, and Hiromu's going to win the title back again, but. Uh, just get excited for those uh, ELP show main events. <laughs> not main events, because they're not going to main event with ELP, but... I don't know, this junior division's a fucking wreck right now. <laughs> well, and when he loses, then that means I'm just kind of stepping even further back, so... Good times. But, if uh, ELP does lose... Or, not ELP. If Hiromu does drop the belt to ELP, I have an idea for what they're going to do with him, at least next. But, uh, we'll talk about that after this show. So let's get into the second show. I think it was overall better than the first night, but mm. I don't think there was anything great on it either, really. Nah. Uh, say it's New Beginning 2021, Hiroshima, Day 2. First match with Suki Gun, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., Doki defeated uh, Yoda Tsuji, Yu- Yuya Uemura, and Gabriel Kidd in 851, and with some fine Suki Gun, Young Lion murder, your usual shit. It wasn't anything really crazy, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty much just echo like the first night. It, it was fine, it was decent stuff. Second match was Tomoaki Homa, Sho, and Master Wato defeating Suzuki Gun, Suzuki, Desperado, and Kanemaru in 807. And I uh, could not be bothered to watch this one, if I'm being honest. Like, But I mean, it's a random main event, or main army versus Suzuki Gun, multi man with 
the game are thrown in, so can you really blame me? And Honma. Wado got the pin, so there's the cool moment of the match. <laughs> it kind of seems like they're building something up with Despy and Cho, which I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. I do like, at least with the junior division right now, even if like the main title is kind of fucked for for now, is they are kind of do they are kind of building undercard junior feuds for once. So even if this is just a singles nice match between Cho and Despy. On the fucking cards, though. Well, yeah, but it's just like. Normally, you wouldn't I know, do, I know. like, the Bushi and Watto shit normal normal times. That wouldn't really happen. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't happen. So, I do like they're doing, like, non-title junior feuds now a little bit. Which is what they need desperately. At least make someone kind of look credible. Yeah. Uh, next match, uh, Los Ingobernables, Dabon, Naito, Hiromu, and Bushi defeated Bullet Club. Yujiro, Taiji, and El Phantasmo, 954, and this is pretty boring. <laughs> ELP doing his dumb gimmick shit, lost me pretty quickly, but the ending with uh, Naito and Bushi just throwing Hiromu into Yujiro, and then all the Naito-Hiromu antics at the end were all pretty fun at least, but the match itself, nothing for me, but I just loved all the Naito-Hiromu shit at the end. I was going to say, literally, it's just LIJ doing their typical stuff, which, you know, I enjoy the Naito-Hiromu antics always, and I definitely like their little teamwork ending there. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, other than that, it gets harder for me to watch EOP by the second. So I'm just kind of like, whenever he's on, I just, I just zone out. I can't, I can't watch it. So there you go. Uh, next match, uh, Bullet Club. Evil Dick Togo versus Chaos and Okada and Yano ended without a DQ, or without a winner, a double DQ, or double count out, 127. <laughs> but after the match, Okada kind of egged Evil on to have a match. A single match, so they had a quick one, uh, 54 minutes, or 541. 54 minutes, <laughs> uh, baby. That's going to be oh their God. singles match. Let's oh, go. probably. Yeah, Okada beat Evil by DQ, and uh, like I said, they did a double count out early, which led to them doing the impromptu, impromptu match. Only went five minutes, but it was fine. But then the finish came with Togo coming out to beat up down Okada, causing another non-finish. While Evil was about to submit Okada, so I don't know why the fuck Dick got involved anyway. That was very confusing. I didn't understand that at all. I usually don't mind shit like that, but it's just like, that just made no sense at all. And I'm like, him beating him down, it's fine. It's just like, why right then and there? Like, if Did D- you not read the room? Yeah, I'm like, if Dick was going to interfere, it should have been like when Okada had the money clip on Evil yeah, or something. Not when Evil's doing something. <laughs> but, oh, I don't know, that was something. You have anything there's, else to say? Um, I'm like, there's your little preview, I guess. I don't, I mean, it's fucking like six minutes total, so I don't know what fuck we're gonna get from this match that single match be fucking awful i know and it's not like i think it's, both guys are like they both have decent stuff it's just it's just not gonna be any good and it's the main event so it's gonna go like 40 it's, minutes some 54 fucking minutes 59 59 <laughs> uh see next match uh never open weight six man tag match or tag team title match uh chaos Hiroki goto tomori ishii and Yoshihashi defeated Bullet Club, Jay White, Tamatonga, and Tongaloa in 27-01 minutes. Uh, probably, like, the match of the night. Uh, like, there's something about this Chaos Never team, man. Like, just every time it's time to turn on it's for one of like, these ma- these Never title matches, they d- always deliver a great performance. Bullet Club was good here, too, especially Tongaloa, just like in the tag title match the night before. I think him and, like, we I think we mentioned it earlier that Tongaloa and Yoshihashi were kind of, like, the highlights of this fucking... Uh, these shows, honestly. Yeah, they are. But uh, also, like, the tag title match the night before, they could really have afforded to wrap this up a little earlier. It didn't need to be 27 minutes. Mm-mm. And honestly, I didn't really love the Ishii and Jay interactions, to be honest. So I think their match will be better than that. All the, the counters, fu- the dancing. I, 
I don't know why people get mad about the dancing anymore because it's it's in every New Japan match. It's just it's it's fun to post a gif on Twitter and laugh about it, but I don't know. I just get to laugh from one gif, and then once I start seeing ten other people talk about it, I'm like, well, never mind. It was fun while it lasted, everyone. But I like their G1 match last year, so the single match will probably be good. But I don't know. But uh, Goto and Yoshihashi challenging for the tag titles again that has rules. me interested at least. And uh, really, I'm really with Jay. I'm just waiting for him to get kicked out of Bullet Club at this point. Like it feels like they're just dragging their feet with it now. I'd almost say it's gonna happen at Castle Attack, but it's not the main event of the night, so. Uh. It. It's not. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're think gonna do. It'll, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just waiting for something. Something to needs happen to happen. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like. It's okay. Just, it's like Jay comes back. Bullet Club's fine, I guess. Yeah, and I'm like, that's very odd for Bullet Club because you know, if something happens like that, then yeah. I don't know. Something's gonna happen, I guess. We'll see. Maybe they're just waiting for Kenta to come back. Maybe. Kenta leader. I mean, if they're going to kick out Jay, Kenta should be the leader, to be honest. But let's talk about the main event here. IWGP heavyweight title and IWGP intercontinental title match. Kota Ibushi defeated Sonata in 2751. And uh, I don't know, man. This was fine. Mm-hmm. It had the TKO, t- TKO spot off the apron, which I'm, I'm sure everyone saw the gif of, where it looked like Ibushi botched the landing. It didn't look as bad live, but when they slowed it down for the replay, it just made it look awful. He just had to get in that dumbass spot. I don't know what Ibushi was trying to do with landing. Like, I'm sure he's probably like... a fish. He's probably like, I ain't fucking bumping like an idiot for this idiot. For this. Pretty much. <laughs> but, for this um, But, uh, wasn't as mad heavy as the G1 match, which yes. was appreciated, but I don't know, it didn't do much at all for me. And after the match, Naito came out and challenged for the IC. I'll talk about the Naito shit afterwards, but what do you think about the match itself? Um, for some reason, I just couldn't connect with this. I just really didn't have a whole lot of interest in it. Um, and I'm typically one that'll be like, you know, I'll go up against the Sonata haters just because they're annoying, but yeah, it just didn't do a whole lot for me, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) it, like, it was fine. It just, I don't think it was that great either. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Naito stuff is interesting. Uh, we might differ on it, but we'll see, I guess. But before I even talk about Naito... One of the things, I think what really hurt this match, and also the Hiromu match, Hiromu show match, is you, there was no way the they were going to drop the titles, either one of them. That's that's another thing, too. It was like, it just didn't feel like either challenger really had a chance. So it's kind of like, why should you even get invested? Like Yeah, like I know I've been memeing that Sonata is going to win the belt. But, we all knew it was a meme. But it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, it was like Ibushi was going to win. Yeah. And there was literally no shot the show was going to win. I was, Fuck no. I, people, people were really rooting hard, and I was like, I, I like I appreciate you know you supporting him and stuff, but I'm like it's not happening here. Hey, there was zero percent chance I was gonna win that. And honestly, Pro- if they wanted to build more people, they should have. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they probably should have if they want to build this division but up a little it wasn't bit more. Happening. Hiromu's not getting the one. Is getting a, is not getting a zero defense reign. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like they're not doing that to him. He ain't Naito. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, but and both feuds fucking sucked. Like I don't think you have to have a great feud to have a great match. But a good, a good feud definitely fucking helps the match. And neither one of these feuds were any good at all. And neither challenger was built up at all. And it's, I don't know. I think that helped. That. I just felt like the feuds were built weird. Like, there was, well, there was really none, in my opinion. But, again, we don't watch all this stuff. So well, maybe like, that doesn't help. Well, I mean, Abushi and Sonata, like, their build was literally non-existent. N- neither one of them tried at all. All they really did was stare at each other. 
And I'm like, all he did is have long, long ass matches in Corkin. That's all he did. <laughs> but what's funny, like, I think Sonata was talking about how he's a minimalist wrestler now, and like he was quality complaining, over quantity. He was like, complaining about the matches being so long, so he, he actually got a 27 got, got a 27 match. minute. I'll take that oh, over fucking that's a win. 38 minutes or whatever. That's fuck. a win for us. I think that was how long their um, G1. I think it was 38. It was pretty something long. Like that. Yeah. But either way, I like that way of thinking. Sonata get tell ghetto that, but and then Show and Hiromu was just. Them being weird backstage with Ibushi playing third wheel. Like, Ibushi cared more about the junior feud than his own feud. I know. That was so fucking funny. I was going to say. That was honestly the best part of everything. Was like, just their backstage shit. And it was really just Hiromu and Ibushi being fucking weirdos together. And then Show being the third wheel. And Show was just being emo in the corner, covering his face with his hair. So, I don't know. Anyway. Very weird. Let's talk about Nights out here. <laughs> a lot of takes flying around on this one. My take. I don't think Nights really needs a belt right now. But I totally see them putting this belt on him. There's no other way to split the belts because Naito is only one, I believe, challenging for the IC title. Other than Ibushi. Ibushi would be another person I could see only challenge for the IC. But he kind of already has a belt, so he can't challenge it. But He's, he's going to find a way to challenge himself. But, yeah, Naito's got history with this belt. And the whole defending belt, both belts individually was like, the thing was his own idea. But he never got to do it because of the office. Plus, uh, Oka is likely beating Tana for the Never title. And it's a good time to split the belts. To make sure that you have two of the top five guys with a belt. And it doesn't really matter to me who wins in the end. I'm down for another match in these two. So that's really the most important thing to me. But my money is on Naito winning this belt. Mm. A lot of people say, like, oh, it makes no sense for Naito to only want one belt. I'm like, well, one... Literally the whole point of the double gold dash the first time was Naito finally realizing the IC title meant something to him. And wanting to have have it. Between all him... Uh, flopping it back and forth with, the, with uh, Naito or with Abushi, and then Jay stealing it from him in the end. Like Naito doesn't hate that belt anymore. It's the belt he likes now. <laughs> and Abushi talking about wanting to merge the belts probably doesn't sit too well with Naito. He probably wants to stop the belts from being merged because that's his belt now, or it feels like it is. So I don't know. I really think Naito and Abushi are really the only two that could have split the belt and it not be stupid. So I I really think it's like the last chance for them to split the belts. If they don't, then we're just stuck with double gold for a while, and maybe they will actually merge them. I don't fucking know, but yeah, I think Naito's winning, and I think it's actually a good thing. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> no, when I saw this, I thought it was a good idea. I'm just tired of the double champion shit, so I'm like, I think it's good if Naito wins. I know some people were like, eh, whatever, um, but I don't know. I don't... Like, I think he's going to win. I just, I don't know. I think it won't surprise me either way, to be honest. Honestly, yeah. But it's just like, if if what if they want to split this belt, this is how you do it. Pretty much. If you don't do it now, I don't know when the fuck they're going to split them up. I was going to say, if they don't split them up here, they're just going to merge them, I guess. Maybe? I don't even fucking know if they're going to do that. He keeps suggesting that, and then they don't do it, so. I think the only other way I can think of, which is what they could have done last year, too, is be if you win the Super New Japan, or the have whoever relinquish it and then have the New Japan Cup be for the IC title. Mm. But I don't see that doing that. And yeah, seen, probably not <clears> this year, no. I've seen some people say, like, oh, if they were going to split the belts up, they could have done it with Naito. And, yeah, they should have done it with Naito, too. Naito didn't need both belts either. Mm-hmm. But they were in the middle of COVID. They took off, like, three months off. They were probably just trying to book everything to yeah, figure it out. Yeah, they were probably scrambling, so. But, yeah, really, it's just, like, now's the time to split the belts up. If you're not going to do it now, just merge them. Yeah, and, pretty much. That's what I'm saying is, yeah. You don't do it now, then just merge them. Because it's not going to happen for a while then. 
And what I think Naito is going to do with the belt is he's going to drop it pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. He's just going to be a transitional reign to get it on someone else, like Osprey, maybe. Ugh. I don't want that, but I'm just... Terrible. They're going to use Naito to put over, like, another guy. Just have him have a short little reign. Like I said, I don't think Naito needs the belt. He can be off doing his little fun thing by himself for now. But... Seems to be having fun to me, so I like to see that. Like, he's not killing himself. He's mad, so... Mm-hmm. Like, I could very realistically see um, the, one of the Dominion matches being Naito defending the title against Osprey or whoever other mm-hmm. young guy they want to put over. Not young guy, but anyone. But we'll see. But what I think is going to happen if Naito wins is Hiromu's going to challenge him for the IC of the anniversary show. Because, like I said, I think is going to beat Hiromu. So for that. I could see them using that as a way to have finally have that match they promised last year's anniversary. Let's go, let's do it. Maybe it's a wishful thing for me for me because I really want that match. I want that match so but bad. I cannot fucking wait for uh, Ibushi versus the LP. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that's gonna maybe. be, fuck, that's that gonna be match fucking awful. Like a fucking barn burner. Oh god. Anyway, yeah, New Japan. Those are interesting couple shows. Uh, Castle Attack doesn't seem like it's gonna be better, that much better, but. Uh, at least night two, I'm excited for. Should have some good stuff on it. Let's see. Let's talk about some Noah now. Uh, Noah's Destination 2021, Back to the Budokan. We watched this on Wrestle Universe with English commentary. They did a really good job, I think. Yeah, I think the English commentary team that they have is really good. Obviously, we can't speak for, like, you know, when the first, whoever the first team was. I forget who the first team was. When I people forget, were saying yeah. they were horrible, but... The guys they have now are really good, so and they definitely, you know, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, they know their so, shit, and yeah. I, I think they did well for both like new fans and old fans, like being able to give you a little more of a history lesson at yeah. the same time. Because obviously, there's a lot of new people watching the show for the first time. Yeah, since. this brought in a lot of new eyes to Noah, so it's really good that they had someone that um, knew the history. But since we watched this on Russell Universe, we didn't watch the undercard because I wasn't paying for that. No. So I'll go through the results real quick, and then we'll talk about what we did watch. Uh, first match was Akitoshi, so, Akitoshi Saito defeating Kenya Okada in 5-10. Second match was Atsushi Kotoge, Daki Inaba, and Yasutaki Yano defeating Hajime Ohara, Yohei, and Kai Fujimura in 752. That's what happens when you have a lot to talk about. You just start slurring words together. Let's <laughs> uh, see. M's Alliance, Masaki Mojizuki, and Masada Tanaka defeated Mohamed Yone and Shuhei Taniguchi in 658. And last card match. Good luck. I'm not even going to say everything. It's Congo versus Sagira Gun, 12-man tag, 10-58. <laughs> so many people in this match. I can't... Uh, 12, 12 men. If you get past, like, four in a match, it's too much. At least it was only 10 minutes. And as a whole, I, go, I, guess, I guess I can go ahead and talk about that now. I like that it kept everything really short on the show. Me too. Like, the longest match, well, obviously the longest match was the main event, but even that was... But even that was shorter than I not, expected yeah. it to be. Like, I think they kept everything pretty tight, and... I think the presentation... Um, there's one match I wish had, like, maybe a couple more minutes, but other than that, it was fun. Mm. And I really liked the presentation of this. It really felt like a big show. Stage was gorgeous. Stage was great. Oh, I guess we didn't even mention they got a new logo now. Oh. And yeah. they have green-bordered ring again. So. Yeah, like, I like the rings got a green... Like, that's pretty much my whole take on, like, all this is, like, the, even the, the logo in the ring. It's like, I'm glad the green is back. Pretty much. The logo will have to grow on me. I think it's better than the last one. Personally, but you can definitely tell it's like they're trying yeah. to kind of have synergy with like Cyber Fight and DDT and all that shit. One hundred percent. If you look at DDT and um, Noah's logo back, like just facing each other, yeah, you you see it. Well, I was like, I remember when DDT changed their logo. Everyone shit on that too because it was all like trying to be minimalist and shit. But uh, 
Let's see, for what we watched, kick off with the GOC Junior Heavyweight Tag Title Match. Our Junior Tag Title Match, uh, Stinger, Yoshinari Ogawa, and Hayata defeated Kodoro Suzuki and Ikuda Hidaka in 13-5, and this is really like the only dud on the show, in my opinion. Like, I don't, th- I don't think this pe- match was particularly that good. Like, much like the tag title match between Stinger and Suzuki and Oriente. Uh, this match was probably better, like, best when it was, like, Suzuki and Ogawa in the ring. I think Hidaka was really good, too, but I don't know. I don't think I have uh, much to say about this match itself, to be honest, but I wrote down that I wanted to put over English commentary and I already put it over, but... <laughs> put it over I, again, damn it. I, I think they did really well in this match, putting over the history of everyone involved for new fans, and uh, the match was whatever. It was okay. Yeah, the match itself was fine. Um, I am really glad that they kept it to 1305 because, as you know, we know in the past, for some reason, like the junior tag titles usually go for a long time for whatever reason that may be. So 1305 was a welcome addition here. Um, I did like Suzuki's gear because it was basically like all it was kind of like his regular gear, just with black instead of red. But I still thought it looked pretty sleek. Um. Yeah, I do think the highlights were more of, like, Ogawa, Suzuki, and Hidako, but I don't think that's a surprise to many uh, <laughs> to many watchers of Noah. So, yeah, the match was, it was okay. Let's uh, see, next match was junior heavyweight title match. Seiki Yoshioka defeated Daisuke Harada, 10-51. Russell 1's premacy continues, or begins here, I should say. Bitch, shut up. Uh, both guys can do longer matches, but I think it was smart for them to go sh- short here. Like, if the goal here was to create a new junior star and Noah, him beating one of the foundations in quick fashion was a great way to establish Seiki. Just go fast-paced the entire time, do a bunch of dumb spots. Seiki doing his, like, dumb top rope moonsault <laughs> to the outside. At least he didn't hit the rail or go over it like many of his dives in the past so far in Noah. Ahrada eating Seiki into the turnbuckles was fucking great. And just, man, this was uh, what I really want out of junior wrestling, not whatever the fuck Haramu and Cho did. This was, like, so much more impactful than that mm. junior title match from New Japan. Yeah, this is, like, the one match I kind of wanted maybe, like, two more minutes from. But I think the time that they got, they did a whole lot with it. And it was just, it ended up being a really good match. Um, they definitely fit anything and everything that they could in here. So, it was just a lot of fun. Um, like you said, this is kind of more of, like, the junior wrestling that I like and what I think it should be. Just let them fucking go stupid crazy in a quick fashion. So, no complaints there. Um, definitely happy for Seiki. It definitely brings some new blood to the title. So, we're not getting, like, the same rotation of guys. Um, and definitely excited for him versus uh, Katoge. Just because, one, the Full Throttle Association. And, two, I just think it'll be a good match. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Full Throttle is finally getting something here. I'm very happy. They deserve that. And like I said with Kotoge, it actually, like, it's good storytelling with the junior division. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, all thrown together. It makes sense because this kind of went around naturally. Yeah. I mean, Kotoge getting kicked out was kind of <laughs> just the usual <laughs> shuffling, but it's like. Yeah. But no, I, like, I think this makes sense. And should be a really good match between him and Kotoge, too. Uh, next match, uh, Kotoki Omiya and Yochiki and Nomura defeated Naomichi Marafuji and Jun Akiyama in 1812. Uh, probably, like, the match of the night, in my opinion. It was. Uh, some good test of strength spots between Akiyama and Inamura before Inamura finally just took him down. Akiyama and Kaito was incredible stuff. Like, I loved Akiyama just bullying this young boy to make him earn this dub. Uh, fucking diving headbutt Kaito hit was awesome. Uh, definitely think the focus of this match was to make Kaito feel like an equal to Akiyama. And in the end, uh, Kaito did pick up the win, but it was over Marafuji instead. But... I'm down for a Jun Kaito singles match down the road. 
but probably not going to happen since Akiyama is the KOD champion now. But Spoiler! Uh, <clears throat> I also want to make a shout out to Inamura's awesome hot tag. Like, he is fucking great in that role. Like, I would love to see more of uh, Kaito, and Aki- or, uh, Kaito and Inamura in like the tag division. Mm-hmm. But for now, uh, Kaito got to eat this L, but... Uh, see, and also, uh, Marfuji was awesome in this also. Just, I don't know, it was a sick match. And Marfuji was looking sick, slick. I loved his fucking gear in this match. It was so good. Like, the, like black and gold. I uh, love that. But, yeah, great match. Am I, like, the only person that didn't really like the gear that much? It looked a little weird to me. I don't know. It just felt like a dad trying to be fucking cool. And I was like, I mean, it's not bad, but whatever. At least it was different, so I give him that. Um... But yeah, this match was just fucking awesome. Definitely my match of the night. <clears throat> definitely, probably, it's it's definitely one of my favorites from this whole big weekend of wrestling. Um, I think they did a really good job with getting the younger guys over here. Inamura looked like a fucking beast. Like, anytime I see him now, I'm, I just get super excited. I just still do wish he changed his gear, but I get it. But <laughs> it's not like my super big complaint or anything. But, yeah, I think everyone just worked well here. Like, no big complaints at all. Just really, really great match. I think this commentary even kind of talked about him, his gear. Oh, shit. Because I think that says, like, I guess someone was bringing up, like, how his gear is kind of, like, minimalistic, not a whole lot of anything. Mm. And I think they said he's, like, yeah, he's more worried about getting results and having matches than worrying about his gear. That, like, gear, or matches come first, gear comes second, I think is what they said. That's a good point. So I did, like, that little touch. <clears throat> but sorry, I'm aesthetic, so... <laughs> no, that, that's a solid point. I like that they brought that up, actually. Uh, see, second match was uh, for the GHC National title match. It's semi-main event. Keno defeated Masakatsu Funaki in 10-12, and uh, if I'm being honest, I would have had Funaki win here to spice up the belt a little bit, and Keno has had a long enough reign, I think. But I am happy for Keno finally helping to bring Noah to Budokan like he's wanted to forever, that everyone laughed at him whenever he brought it up, but no, it's happening. And he got also got pick up the win in in the return to Budokan. I think the match was okay. It had its high points. Uh, Funaki just like endlessly slapping Keno with funny shit. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't watch this live, so I was watching the match and got to a certain point, And all I could think about was that stupid Catch Wrestling Twitter account's tweet about fucking uh, forward pressure balls anchored. Like, what the fuck is that geek? <laughs> but uh, yeah, grand scheme things, I'd. Uh, put the uh, generational tag in the semi-main event slot instead of this. I agree. But yeah. I get why they did because it's a title, but yeah, overall well, Typically, they always kick Keno's title matches out for like M's Alliance anyway, so I'm like I don't know. Um, I was going to say, it was time, finally time for the man that uh, gave Noah the Budokan show, Keno. <laughs> um, overall, I thought it was a fine match. It didn't really hook me, but Keno's still a champion, so can't really complain. Well, I guess I can kind of complain about his next challenger, but yeah. Oh god, what did he say? Like he was born for this title or something? I think he was saying like he's always dreamed of holding the belt since he became a wrestler or something. And I think he was saying like Ricky Choshu had it, and I'm like, no. This belt been around since 2019. Yeah, I think Sugiura like literally quote tweeted like the article about that and was saying like, yeah, this belt's only been around since 2019. That was great. I love that, though. Let's see. And let's get to the main event here for the GFC heavyweight title. Kijimudo defeated Gochi Uzaki in 29-32. As expected, get old fuck bald man's winning belts. Need Suwama to shave his head so he can have all three of the belts with old fucking bald men. 
Oh, Nabushi can shave his head too. He's old enough. He's like thirty something. Oh, he's almost forty. Uh, yeah, so he's he's, he's up there. <laughs> I'm being dick, but uh, so yeah, I thought this was a pretty good match. Uh, it took a while to get it going, particularly around the fifteen minute mark is when I really started to get invested. And uh, whether it was on purpose or not, I liked Muda like fucking up the Emerald Flosion this fir- the first time he went for it. And uh, I think Go even like was trying to do like a Go Flash off the second rope, and kind of fucked that up, and it actually looked better because he dropped Muda on his fucking head. And that was sick. And the finish was kind of awkward with, like, Mudo hitting a supposed Frankensteiner and then pinning Go for the win. That did not look like a Frankensteiner to me at all. No, not at all. But that's what it says on the results, so I'll go with it. But him pinning on Go in a flash pin is kind of an interesting choice, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so I thought it was a pretty good match. I, was, I don't know. It was, I this like, is a weird match. <sighs> I did like it. I think it had a lot of good stuff about it. I don't think it was great or anything, but I definitely enjoyed watching it. But, I don't know. <laughs> you you talk about the match right before we talk about anything else. Um, the only thing I really have to point out was Go being sassy at the end and waving his finger when uh, Mudo was trying to shake his hand or whatever. He's like, mm. no, no. And I was like, that's a whole fucking mood right there. The match didn't do anything for me. Sorry. Like, not at all. Um, I don't really know what to say. I didn't take a whole lot of notes. Um, I'm just hoping that Kaito saves us, even though I don't really see it right now. But, yeah, the match just didn't do it at all. I, I don't know. If y'all liked it, good for y'all. I I just didn't like it, really. And a couple things coming out of this match that I want to talk about. One, I've seen one take that or I've seen some people give this take that Mudo dropping or, or go dropping the belt to Mudo like devalues his reign. Mm, no, no, not no. See, that's a little dramatic. I got, I know people are mad that go lost, but it doesn't hurt his reign at all. Losing to Mudo. No, nah. especially on a fucking flash pin. Like if anything, I think that means they're going to run this back, this match back later. But yeah, I was like, you can't devalue his reign. Like his reign is like one of the best reigns in like modern pro in my opinion and he pretty much led the con- the company through covid and did it spectacularly and i think that's more important than even him having like a, a like a longer reign like this guy always gets like the shit out of the stick whenever he gets, wins a title like it always he's always champion during like bad times but i think he lived up to it here and like excelled and pushed the company forward and i think it's like one of the more popular times or noah's like more popular than it's been in a pretty long time i think so that's thanks to go. So I don't think losing to fucking Mudo is going to devalue his reign. No. But other take, it's everyone thinking Kaito is winning against Mudo. He's not. Mudo just signed to the company. And it's fucking KG Mudo. He's not going to agree to do a zero, a zero defense reign. <laughs> like, Mudo's going to hold, hold his belt till the summer or fall. So strap in, people. Noah's on a down world spiral. What the fuck? I'm more interested in seeing who he's going to lose to, or not lose to, who he's going to beat on the way. Obviously, he's beating Kaito, because there's literally no chance Kaito's winning. If it happens, I mean, I'll be happy, honestly, because mm. I want Kaito with the belt again. I, he, I think he's been, like, Kaito was good, like, pretty good with the belt. I think he's been fucking, be- like, amazing without the belt. So I'm, I'm really interested to see this version of Kaito with the title, but I don't think that's happening until later in the year. But... Yeah, it's like, who the fuck is he going to defend against? I'm really curious. Uh, 
that's what I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Because there's not many other people that you think really have a genuine shot <laughs> right now. Because, like, Kaito, you know, is obviously probably, like, top of the list at dethroning him at some point. Yeah, I think Kaito is probably here. still going to drop it. It's either going to be Kaito or some other old guy, probably. God, let's not. Let's not pass it through the geriatric, you know, senior senior house. <laughs> I do think they're going to do run-go back again, have them, like, do this match again. I watch it again. Because I think go getting pinned on a flash pin is kind of important. That was terrible. I mean, Mudo wins with the fucking Frankensteiner all the time. Or at least he did. I don't know. Not so much anymore. But but it's like, <laughs> I still think um, it's, I think they're definitely going to run it back. Especially with like Go being all sassy after he lost. Like, I, I definitely think they're going to run it back eventually. Kaito obviously could beat him. I don't think he's beating him here, but he could beat him later. One idea I've seen, which I kind of like, is Akiyama beating him. Because obviously not going to happen yet because Akiyama has the KOD title. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to hold it that long. It depends on what... Like, they're going to drop... Like, uh, DT has short reigns pretty frequently. So I could see him just dropping it. He's obviously going to drop to Takashita. It yeah. just it's depends just, when. Yeah, exactly. It's just a matter of fact when and where, so... And I don't think they're going to wait until Ultimate Party. So I think it's probably going to be the summer, too. Peter so, Pan. So I could definitely see Akiyama dropping the belt to Takashita and then going to Noah to face Mudo and po- potentially beating him. Because, you know, I don't, I don't know who the fuck Muda's going to drop it to other than that. Honestly. Because, like, who is he going to agree to drop it to is really the question. For, yeah, I was going to say, he has to agree because, you know, can't just drop it to whoever they want. It's got to be who he wants. But, Holy yeah. shit. Overall, though, I think it was a great return to the Budokan for Noah. I think the only great match was the generational tag. Mm. But I enjoyed pretty much everything I watched. I will say, I don't think anything was bad, per se, but... It was just great atmosphere. I loved seeing them back in Budokan. It was, I can't wait to see them back in Budokan when there's normal crowds. That'll be yes, really nice. that'll be really fun. But, yeah, I think it was a good return. So, can't wait for the next time. And last show we're going to talk about is DC's Kawasaki Strong from 2021. First match, uh, Junretsu, Mizuki Watase, and Hideki Okatani defeated Yusuke Okada and Toi Kojima in 830. Okada and Watase going at it was fucking great. It got heated to the point Okatani had to, like, try and pull them apart. Uh, man, Okada rules, obviously, but I think yeah. this is a pretty good showcase for Watase, and he's really good when they let him be, so hopefully we do get the singles match between uh, Watase and Okada soon. But, yeah, enjoyed. Solid opener. Yeah, I think Watase's hurt. Oh, fuck. I think seen... I saw something on... I kind of was looking at Twitter real quick, and I thought they said he had, like, some kind of left... I think they said left arm injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but it might be a little bit. So, if that's the case, then it sucks. Because, yeah, Okada and Watase were, like, the absolute best in this match. I actually really like this match a lot. I thought they did great with that with the time that they had. I think everyone looked good here, to be honest. But, obviously, the story was still Okada and Watase. Um, yeah, and like you said, it's always good when Watase actually gets to shine. Because I think he's honestly a very good worker. So, yeah, just, this is a really strong start for the show. For Kawasaki Strong. And this next, next match, uh, oh, KOD eight man tag team <laughs> titles match. Uh, Shinya Aoki, Super Sasanaga Machine, Antonio uh-huh. Honda, and Kazuki Harada defeated Sanshiro Takagi, Dancho Godino, Toru Washi, and Makoto Ishii in 1249 to win the titles, changing these uh, 10 man belts into eight man belts. Smart. 
was very much a uh, DT Variety Squad opening match. So if you're uh, aren't a fan of them or DT comedy in general, I'd skip it. But I thought it was really fun. <laughs> Like, before the match, they showed Harada seemingly in a stupor, unable to stop dancing. <laughs> then in the middle of his entrance, they shut off his music to start the match. Then when he finally got to do his dance, oh, she stopped him. Then they do the old go in the fox bit, and it seemed like Honda had, like, an electrified going now. With, like, like making a buzzing so- sound, at it's least it was electrified. It's something you have to see. It's hard to describe this shit. But, uh, Harada goes to dance again, and all the lights go out, and then they do a whole thing with, uh, him crying and them trying to figure shit out. I think they're trying to say his like the electric going is like killing the electricity or something. Yeah. I didn't actually look at the DDT English updates. I, I don't know, it. but but yeah, they then they uh, do a long electrified going the fox, starting with Dino's asshole to kickstart the power back on, so that Harada could do his dance. But then Dino passes out, so Aoki offered up his hole, and then Harada finally gets to dance, only to be interrupted by Takagi. But Harada rolled him up for the win and then got to do his dance. And yeah, I thought that was a fucking stupid match. I loved it. Like you said, this is going to be a match if you are, you just kind of want to skip the comedy stuff. Or if you don't like it in general, yeah, just, just skip it. Because it's pretty much just comedy. Um, I had a good time with it. But as you all know, I genuinely like DAT's comedy stuff. So I, I, I would say I liked it. I mean, it did what it needed to do. So... And, you know, Harada's double champion now, so that's pretty fucking cool. See, in the next match, uh, Saki Akai and Maya Yukihi defeated Seiriano and Miyoko Matsumoto in 10.52. And always love when Seori's in DT, so we can hear that baby metal. Yeah. And then Maya singing along to Saki's music was great. And overall, it was a really fun match. Loved it. Saki put Seori in a paradise lock, and then her and Maya both posed on top of her. But then Miyako went to break so it, but they just moved, and she, she ended up jumping on Sayori instead. Um, Miyako finally got tagged in and tried to uh, corkscrew Saki, but couldn't because her legs were too long. Uh, Miyako threw Sayori on top of Saki and, and Maya and stood on top of all three of them from a, for a pin attempt. But the ref had been taken out, so it didn't happen. But in the end, uh, Saki got the win over Miyako. And then after the match, the three of them all posed together. Uh, Miyako tried to join in the posing, but they just walked away when she tried to join. But no, nah, it's just fun as fuck. Yeah, I definitely thought this was a lot of fun. Um, you pretty much hit all the points that I really enjoyed in the match, especially the whole spot with uh, fucking Saki putting Sayori in the Paradise Lock. That was just good shit. Um, but yeah, overall, really fun. Definitely enjoyable. Uh, next match is a special match. Super Delphin, Chris Brooks, and Maki Ito defeated Mao, Keigo Nakamura, and Mirai Mayumi. In 1407, and I got really confused when Mariah came out. Like, we haven't watched the TJP show yet. We meant to, but... Uh, yeah, just everything going yeah. on. We'll watch it. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, what the, who the fuck is that? Because I forgot she got new hair and gear on the show. But it looks great. Um, mm. Makes her feel like a bigger deal now. But I don't have much to say about the match itself. It was about what I expected it to be. Fine little match with comedy bits thrown in throughout. Probably the best part was Kago kicking Delf- or tricking Delphin into killing Maki's arm. So she yeah. ran away crying, but then Delphin and Chris got the crowd to cheer her on to come back in the ring, and then she got attacked by all three of them anyway. But no, it was a pretty fun match. Nothing crazy. Yeah, definitely love Mariah's new look. Um, it suits her very well. I love the haircut on her. I think it's really cute on her. Her gear looks good, too. Um, yeah, but for the match, it was, it was fine. Literally, like you said, it was a, what I expected it to be. So don't have too many takes on it, but... Maki was looking pretty happy, so, you know, that made me 
made me smile. You know, while she wasn't getting, like, <laughs> her arm killed by Delphine. So, there you go. Uh, next match is where the business end of the card starts. But, unfortunately, I think this is where, like, the feed cut out. I forget when, because we didn't watch this live. But, apparently, like, some of the matches didn't show on Universe because of something with the feed. They're all up on YouTube now, but the full stream is on Universe. We That's how we watched it. Yeah, unfor- but unfortunately for people that watch it live, kind of missed some of it. But uh, this is where the show really started to pick up for me. It was the uh, first match here. Uh, Harashima and Yuji Okabayashi defeated Kaz- Kazusada Higuchi and Yukio Naya in 13:34. And unfortunately, I didn't take notes on this one. We had like just gotten back from the gym, and I was trying to fix lunch and drink my protein shake while I watched this. But I think it was a good beefy tag, exactly what you'd expect. But I did want to shout out Naya, though. Like, we've ragged on him a lot in the past, but... I he, think everyone has, but... He's really slimmed down, and I think he's been improving in ring pretty drastically. I still think you should, like, keep him at mm-hmm. tags for now, but he's improving as... He's really been impressing me lately, but yeah, pretty good, beefy match. Yeah, like you said, kind of was, like, in and out on some of it. But from what I saw, I definitely liked it. Um, I definitely liked the parts with Higuchi and Okabayashi. That's... That's a match I'd like to see. A singles match I'd like to see down the line. Um, yeah, Nia is definitely looking a lot slimmer. Definitely um, stepping it up a bit. Like I said, still kind of keep him to- towards the tag matches, but maybe down the line he'll he'll finally you know get his own little singles run. But <laughs> yeah, overall pretty pretty solid match. Yeah, say as I mentioned, we we just got back from the gym because we watched this show today. Yeah, we kind of like watched up to like we watched up to the Delphin match or watched that match and then went it and worked out match, yeah. and then came back and watched the final half of the show. That's probably going to affect some of my <laughs> notes for the show. Just like yeah, it did on this one. Honestly, say, honestly, same. Cause I was fucking tired was after this. Man. And I was laying on the couch. I was like, Oh, but so if we don't have a lot to say about some of these matches, that's probably why. And we might be getting tired now. So, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm trying I'm a little hungry. You know, I'm fucking starving, but let's try and knock this out real quick. <laughs> Uh, next match was uh, Yuki Ino's retire- or, yeah, retirement match. What His return fuck? match. God, I'm fucking tired and hungry. <laughs> we need to finish this. Oh, say, but yeah, it's uh, all out. Kanesuke Takashita, Akido, Shunma, and Yuki Ino defeated Damnation. Daisuke Sasaki, Sumitakao, Mad Polly, and Yuji Hino in 2034. And that was a really good match here. Ino looked good in his return, so I really can't wait for this singles match between him and Hino. I liked Hino wearing a shirt the entire match, but then once it got to like him and Ino having like a chop fight, he had to get Polly to help take his shirt off because he couldn't do it himself. <laughs> But, and then after they did that, he just no-sold Eno's chops anyway. <laughs> uh, all the guys piling up on Hino and, like, all out doing frog splashes on top of them was great. And uh, Takashita and Hino doing, like, double suplexes at the same sick. time was awesome. And then Shuma took this disgusting ladder bump, and I think it took a little bit to get going, but once it did, it was a fucking fun spot fest. I love this shit. That's pretty much sums up my notes. It took a little bit for it to actually really get going, but I think once it did, it was really, really, really fun. Um, really good match. I mean, pretty much everyone in this match is just is just a lot of fun to watch anyway. Um, definitely glad to have Eno back. You know, he's always fun to have around. And I'm definitely excited for, well, hopefully we get the Eno, Eno singles match. But oh, we yeah. are. Oh. Yeah, it's already announced. Oh, shit. See, I don't. I think it's next month. I ain't month. go to bed. <laughs> uh, see, they announced so many fucking things. I don't remember. But anyways, yeah. Really good match. <laughs> Oh, and then I also want to point out fucking uh, Sasaki and Soma doing, like, the fucking Titanic thing on the top rope Yo, during the entrance. So cute. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Uh, but anyway, uh, next match, semi-main event, 
DDT Universal title match. Yuki Oeno defeated Yukio Takakuchi and by referee stoppage in 1710. And I thought this was good, but kind of ultimately disappointing. Like I said last week, I expected this match to be the match of the week. For me, it definitely was not. I still liked it. Like, but it was like even more map based than I kind of expected it to be, which kind of hurt it for me because it took so long to get going, and I just don't think Oeno is that good at that style of match. I like I liked it well enough though. Like. Last half of the match, basically from where Sakaguchi just unloaded a bunch of kicks on him against the ropes, was really good shit. I'm not sure I like Sakaguchi losing to a sleeper from Ueno, but I guess they're trying to build that up as a secondary finisher for him. I mean, Yukio sold it like death, so that at least helped it, but I think it's going to take some time to like build this up as like an actual finisher for him, because when I think I don't really think of uh, uh, Ueno as really like a kind of guy that's going to knock someone out with a sleeper. But yeah, decent. I was going to say, I like the match. I actually like the ending. I didn't realize the ending was so, was like so divisive, I guess, between like some people who watched it. I don't know. I was just like, um, I missed that whole conversation, I guess. Um, I liked it just because it seemed more realistic, I guess, but I don't know. Not really realistic is like, I don't see Ueno typically doing that. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to go for here, so I'm just talking out my ass, I guess. I really think they're just trying to set up a secondary finisher for Ueno. Typically, I will. I, I hope he doesn't use it that often because I'm not, like, the biggest fan of sleepers usually, but I think it just worked just because it's Sakaguchi. And like you say, he sold it, like, fucking death. Even was, though Ueno was, was, like, selling, like, he had just, well, like, he was put into a fucking sleeper hold at the end instead. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Definitely not close to, like, the Generations tag from Noah Good, but still good. Um, I'm curious who Wayno faces next, though. That was, like, my biggest thing coming out of it. I have no idea, to be honest. I guess we'll see. I mean, oh, they were going to set something up. I was just sitting there like, okay. Yeah, I don't think they've set anything <laughs> up yet. So I have no idea who's going to be next for him. And lastly, the main event for the KB Open Weight Title Mat or Open Weight Title, uh, Junokiyama defeated Tetsuya Endo in 31-11. Uh, Matt Wrestling to start was uh, starting, or Matt Wrestling to start leading into like brawling outside. But within, like when they were re-entering the ring, uh, Polly held Akiyama's leg for Endo to attack it. Then Endo took him back outside the ring and continued to target his leg. It's kind of like Endo's chosen limb, I guess, to work yeah. the entire match. He continued to assault on the leg before Akiyama made a comeback and hit a leg drop on the apron and a DDT on the outside. And this is kind of where I hit a wall after from like me from working out and just being tired in general. I was like, I just did not take any more notes on it, unfortunately, for like the back half of the match. Overall, I think it was a pretty good match. I very much preferred their 15-minute uh, sprint they had in Corkin during the KO or the Grand Prix. Uh, didn't really feel the length, which helped, I guess. Like it's still 30 more minutes, but it didn't feel that long to me. Mm. It seemed it was more or less breezy. It's just like I don't know. It was probably like one of Akiyama's weaker, like big matches in DDT so far, in my opinion. I don't think it helped that Endo. It was Endo was working a style like not really his style. He was kind of working thing. like epic main event yeah. style, and, and I don't like. I don't that. think he's that good at that, to be honest. Like he's, a, I, but, which is fine, but that's because I don't really care for the epic main event style for the most part. Like, I feel like he was trying to work an Akiyama match instead of working his own match, which, I, I don't mean, like that they Akiyama's, do that. Like, Akiyama's match are good, but I'm like, I definitely preferred, like, both Takashita matches. And, like I said, I think the match with Endo and Akiyama from Korokin was, was, like, was way better than this. But, yeah, Akiyama's the champ. I think it's a good thing. I think it, it, this, 
this situation it helps DDT one just because he's been there for a while and he you know he kind of he pretty much knows like the ins and outs of everything and it's gonna help to put over Takashita <laughs> whenever that is. It's like I know old men in wrestling is the big controversy right now winning belts and all that shit i still don't like it but this is completely different than the mudo thing yeah yeah, yeah that that i get because it's like so people throwing akiyama into this into like all the complaints I, I, of the mudo, like I don't that. like that because akiyama's akiyama's been doing really good in ddt like helping mm. guys out he's literally not just doing match stuff he's actually coaching he's assigned with them and probably gonna end up doing more whenever that ends up happening but and he's going to end up putting over uh, DC's ace, or one of the aces. One yeah. of the aces. Yeah, the one A, uh, we, I guess we could say. And it's like he's about, his next first challenger is Higuchi. I don't think he's, he's going to lose. Or I don't think Higuchi's going to win, I mean. Let's go. I'd like to see Higuchi win, but that's not happening. That's not happening. But I think Akiyama's a pretty good transitional reign, and then to get into Akiyama, or get into Takashita, I think Akiyama wrestles completely different than anyone else in DT. Mm-hmm. So it's a good fresh up to that division, I think. Like That's true, especially if you... Like, typically don't prefer, I guess, the DDT style of wrestling. Because I know some people will be like that, and I'm like, okay. But, yeah, it's it's actually something different for the KOD title, so you're not going to get, like, your usual stuff, but... And Endo's had that spelt long enough. I don't know what else you could do with him now. The only other thing I could think of you could do with him, if he had remained champion, is to beat Takashita finally. True, which they can honestly hold off on that. That's going to happen whenever, because like, both these guys are young, so like they can do this oh, whenever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's literally the only thing else he could really do in that train, other than beat Kenny, which wasn't going to happen anyway. Good, so Kenny can't come over and beat the Gucci. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're Akiyama, my bad, whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for Akiyama's reign, so. I think they'll do, I think, I think they'll give him a proper run, so. But, since we talked about four shows in addition to matches of the week what was your show of the week show um not new japan yeah definitely not new japan so it's pretty much between noah and ddt personally i think the budokan noah show is my favorite show this week these two are close but yeah i think noah edges it out a little bit i think it kind of helps we didn't watch the undercard for um pretty much if i watch that i might have a different story but even then i i don't know but I think, well, let's talk about matches of the week. Uh, top three. I'm Obviously. Not, I'm not even going to bring up like the oh. one wrestling roundup shit because that's, honestly, that would be my entire list because I think everything else, like other stuff I watched was better than all four of these shows. Mostly the seed title tag matches because those were all fucking great. I literally said like one of the seed tag matches is like, probably like my second match of the year right now. But as far as like these four shows, generational tag, easy, number one for yeah, me. Yeah, that's easy, number one. After that, it's a little tough, I think. Two actually gets tricky because, wait, oh, I kind of was talking about it the other day. Now I don't remember. I'd probably say Seiki and uh, Harada probably be my number two. Yes, that's what I was saying, yeah. That's two for me. Three is, um... If I'm being honest, it's probably the, tag the fuck... title? Which tag, wait, what... Honestly, my favorite match, my third favorite match would be the fucking uh, anal shit from the fucking comedy. Sh- <laughs> that's fucking KOD. Hey, no, 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 but if you like, if that's yeah. I was but saying. if I'm being ser- if I'm being serious, my um third best ma- favorite match of uh, these four shows. Oh, that's really tough, actually. <laughs> hmm. I might oh. actually say it all out for damnation. Hmm. Just because I was really I really love all the spot fest shit and that like. 
I can't get over the Shuma shit. Shuma died. That lives in my head. But honestly, do I have to pick from this? Because if I can't, if I don't have to pick from this, I'd probably pick AEW's main event. Oh, like if we're doing like full on (laughs) everything. Because I don't really want to pick anything from here, to be quite honest with you. Like for my my third, but that might honestly be like my second then. Like we're giving like the general. I I love the generational tag. Like if we're going through everything I watched. Number one would be the uh, Sari and Yoshiko versus Best Friends from Seedling, January 11th. Number two would probably be, also from Seedling, the February 10th uh, Stardom versus Citrus Wind tag. And then third would probably be AEW, the main that event. That was good. That was fucking great. I don't... It's just fun. It's stupid. But yeah, that's it for us this week. Next week, our main topic will probably be the Freedom Show from February 9th. And the Tokyo Joshi doubleheader this weekend featuring the tag title, or not tag title tournament, tag tournament. Probably talk a little bit of DT and Dragon Gate 2, plus whatever else we end up talking about, or whatever else we end up watching this week. So check them out and come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you can follow Caitlin, you can do so at Tinging Time Boss. If you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. But that's it for us this week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.